Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for MacBreak Weekly is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. This is MacBreak Weekly, episode 244, recorded April 26th, 2011. Salty Snacks. MacBreak Weekly is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Meet easily with colleagues, even when traveling or working remotely, for your free 30 day trial. Visit GoToMeeting.com and enter the promo code MacBreak. And by PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro. Go paperless and easily edit and sign PDFs with the affordable PDF Pen Toolkits from Smile Software. For a free demo, go to smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. And by FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look more professional. Get started with a free package at freshbooks.com. It's time for MacBreak Weekly, ladies and gentlemen. The show that covers all the stuff out of Apple. There's a lot to talk about today, so we brought in the A team. <laughs> An unusual team that is very rarely all together for a show. I, uh, I could tell that Andy and Anka was trying to whistle the A team theme, but couldn't remember it. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. It's somewhere in the middle of the that was they're very similar no now that's uh not not's landing we need a lot of bad tv on not's landing please don't hum the not's landing theme when we come on uh to my left mr alex Lindsay. he's in studio with us today from the pixelcore.com soon to be located right next to me and when we say soon we mean the next four days you're moving in before we are well, the the moving trucks are coming. We're our last day in in San Francisco is this Saturday. Oh, you're not going to keep a skeleton crew down there? Uh, we decided not to because of the payroll tax thing. Uh, that was a contributing factor. <laughs> so yeah. so we're you know San Francisco is not a great place to have a it's, business. It's cheap to be in Petaluma. We're getting a very good you know rent. Yes, and we love having you next door. So Alex uh, will uh, the Pixel Core will occupy. Actually, you're going to also get a space elsewhere. Yeah, your studio space will be uh, right next to in our studio building. Yeah, we love. In the I'm really Twit excited House. about having everything up in Petaluma. So I like. I'm, that. I'm just. I'm very excited. And if you're a tech company, we would love to have you in Petaluma. Yeah, we were looking at Twitter when, we, when I saw Twitter. Like, not sure if they were going to stay. I was like, we should send emails. Twitter to- should move to Petaluma. Yes, they should. It'd be really great. Then we could have Twit and Twitter, and it would really confuse people. Yeah, exactly. Same address. <laughs> yes, we're the Petaluma Twit. Oh no, that didn't. <laughs> that doesn't solve it. So Alex Lindsay's here. So is Andy Anatko from the Chicago Sun Times, and uh, it looks like he's got a picture of Grandpa Anatko on the computer <laughs> behind him. There, that's, that's, not, that's nice. That's, that's not Grandpa Anatko. That's Neil Gaiman, New York Times multiple best-selling author. Legend and of the apparently your idol. Titan, you know. hmm? Apparently your oh, idol. So, well, we're collaborating on a future project. And just, you know. Stay tuned for details. Because I got really- to introduce this other guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Andy. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just being quiet. Again, I, I'm just as excited about, about, about the other guy as you so colorfully refer to him. <laughs> yes, it's, ladies and gentlemen, Irfan Elijah, who is from the cult of Mac. 
Hello, thank you for having me on the Great show, to have Leo. You have fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm honored to be the other the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. Well, at least you're not wearing a red shirt, are you? <laughs> no, not today. All right, beige shirt guy. He usually gets it in the end too, doesn't he? <laughs> Welcome. It's good to have you. Cult of Mac, of course, that great uh, blog and uh, website all about Macintosh. And that's what the show is all about. So we've got three, four Mac experts, two of them in plaid shirts, unaccountably. For those of you watching on video, I don't know what happened. We're in Petaluma. <laughs> it looks like Farmer John and his <laughs> brother. <laughs> we just had the, the, uh, the Butter and Eggs uh, Festival. Butter and Eggs Parade was today. Was uh, this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that, see, that's, that's, that's what you're going to see more and more of Like as you keep building up this new, this new Twit building. Everybody starts to dress out of the same laundry hamper. Yeah, that's true. I got a pitchfork. That's true. We, um, people Digital. have asked. We are going to have a uh, fundraiser. We're going to sell bricks with your name or whatever you want nice. emblazoned. And we'll be putting those in the entryway. As people come in the door, they'll see your name, unless it's on the ground, in which case they'll... How much are the bricks? I want a brick. <clears throat> we, I think we're going to do $100 for the brick. I'm buying one. And then, uh, well, we have other stuff. We're going to have some other things to give away, too, including an auction to name my studio. Now, there's a whole big studio space, but my studio, which is a, re a reinventing <laughs> of this studio. We're ta actually taking this studio and transplanting it to the... It's going to be the, the Oracle Center house. with Leo Laporte. Yeah, and we can name it anything you want. So we're going to have an auction. I mean, if, uh, it doesn't have to be a corporate name. I'm just imagining the you could, PNC, you could, the PNC twit cottage. Somebody who really doesn't like me could actually, you know, Leo's a big fat jerk. Leo's a big fat jerk, and I will and I will say every day when we begin the shows. <laughs> and now coming to you from the Leo is a big fat jerk studios. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start the bidding at fifty dollars for the place where truth goes to die. There you go. That's good. Live from the place where truth comes goes to die. <laughs> I'm back weekly. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, and, and, you know, so we're going to have a little bidding for that, but the whole idea really is, uh, is that we want everybody to have a chance to contribute to this. Um, the good news is that we have found, found sufficient financing to complete the studio. Which is always a good thing. <laughs> so we will actually be, uh, I think mid June, I think we're about six weeks off. We had a big meeting yesterday and we were, we're, we, I gave the buy, the buy signal for 20 cameras the the uh, the wiring guys are coming in. The power I saw guys yesterday. are coming in. There was a lot of go go go. Oh, there was like yeah. little armed. You know, they weren't yeah, armed. They were armed bots. with uh, with drills. The little bots time. are going. Uh, so gonna, I think it's going to be pretty historic as, as you start to see it build. I mean, it, it is. is exciting. It's like this is really going to be a TV network or something. Something. It could I mean, be a, like not a TV network, but like a real like this is the next generation. I think so. Yeah, it's a bit of an audacious plan. Yes, but I'm loving it, and I'm really glad. I'm very grateful, in fact, to you for being. I'm excited part to be there. This I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Although, yeah, I thought I was going to beat you and be ready, be ready, right? You know, like a month and a half before you. But I think our, our we're going to be ready about the same time you are. Yeah, we have. Um, you know, you were cocky, weren't you? I was. I was cocky. So uh, you can't really tell what's going on here. It looks like there's a barrel full of nails. I don't, I don't know what's... It's kind of quiet right now. I think maybe it only gets busy when we go in the door. And then they and then after we leave, they go... They have a Leo cam. Oh, like, great time. Yeah, the Leo cam. They don't know we have a Twit Studios cam. Uh, so, Apple, the big story, uh, right after we got off the air, well, the next day, Apple had its earnings call and had the most phenomenal... It seems like this is a broken record. Quarter, every quarter. Every quarter has been phenomenal... Sales, sales were almost double, 82% increase over this time last year. Sales of $24.67 billion. 
The profit did almost double. <laughs> 95% increase in profit. $6 billion in, in the three bank. months. In the bank profit in, in your pocket. <sighs> Phenomenal success. Um, iPhone sales up 113%. With the, with the Verizon. One, well, now, this was a year ago, so this was iPhone, this was pre-iPhone 4. Yeah, it was the is- tail end of the iPhone 3GS, so that's maybe not surprising. But the jump on this quarter, I think, was connected to... Huge jump. Uh, was, the, this, was the Verizon, you know, suddenly everybody kind of flushing into the iPad system. sales, 4.69 million. That's Be- actually low, believe it or not. Because they can't make enough. They just can't make enough. That's what they said. Yeah. And, of course, much of the quarter so didn't have iPads. Say again? Also. I'm also certainly anticipation of the iPhone, mm-hmm. iPhone uh, iPad 2 coming out. Right. Nobody, so you'd expect a softer. Everybody knew the iPad 2 was coming out, so yes, exactly. Um, but, iPad sell-through, 5.1 million units. So they actually had a sell-through that was over the shipped units. I guess they had shipped units left over from Q0 or whatever comes before Q1, Q4. Max sales up 28%. Asia Pacific max sales up 76%. Now, I have to say that with uh, and, uh, with the addition of Thunderbolt, I have to say that this is this year I'm more excited about Max than I have been probably in 5 years because I think that it really is going to change a lot of things. You know, I think that that's a big transformation. I think they're going to see huge sales all year because a lot of people like me are going to buy new computers just to have that connectivity, right? Mm-hmm. iPod sales me. the only uh, bleak, I don't know if you call it bleak. It just means more people bought iPhones and iPods. 17% drop in iPod sales, 9 million units. Uh, but more than half of the iPods they're selling, more than half are iPod touches. That's not a surprise. Right. I, I wish I could see a breakout on what models are still selling that aren't iOS devices. I'm really, I think there's, there's some really interesting bets to be made on what modifications Apple might make to the entire iPod line in the fall. I mean, the iPod Classic almost has to be gone. Uh, but if is Apple going to still do two non-iOS iPods, or are they going to simply say, let's just get the fitness people who just want a cheap iPod that will dock and sync really well to iTunes. They don't care about a screen. They don't care about features because they probably already have either a Touch or an iPhone for the really cool apps. I think that the Classic actually f- still fulfills, until they have something else that has 160 gigs of storage, size, yeah. I have my entire <laughs> music collection on it. So when we go on, on road trips, right. I've got one device that has... Everything that you I know ever what might eclipse it. that is this idea of cloud storing uh, your stuff for road trips. It won't affect me because it's because uh, you don't have internet access. Because you know I have spotty internet access. Right. You know, on, but all the way thing down. about the cloud too that I think a lot of people maybe don't think about is that technology is still a little bit of ways out. I mean, when you use 3G to access your data, I mean, first of all, it's slow. Right. So you're always going to be waiting. I mean, anytime I try to use RDO and I don't have uh, music sunk to my phone, I'm waiting forever for these songs to download. And then second, 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 <laughs> and my second point is that it drains your battery. You know, whenever you use yeah. 3G, yeah. Um, your battery goes down so fast. It's so nice to have things stored locally, well, like on an iPod Classic. And I would add a third point, which is that all of the companies now are introducing bandwidth caps. So yeah. you're, you're going to want to be a little careful, a little judicious. You know, I, it's funny. I ran into, I got uh, on the new iPad uh, 2, I got I got a Verizon package. And I thought, oh, I'll never use more than three gigs in a month. I, I actually did. Uh, in fact, I, I don't have 3G right now because I don't want to spend. You could, they say, oh, you've run out, but you could buy more. And I, thought, and I no. think it's a really interesting dichotomy that you that you brought up. It's like as all these companies are moving to the cloud, 
you have the telecoms and the cable companies, they're trying to limit how much you can access your data. Yes. So one company is moving one way and these other companies are moving the exact opposite direction. I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, I, I think, Arfan, that, that these companies know that this is what's happening. They're looking at Netflix. They're looking at iTunes. They're, and they're saying, we're, hey, whoa, oh, not on our watch, baby. Uh, well, if you, if you do it, we're going to charge you for it. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to just let everybody march in here and have unlimited bandwidth. Mm. So I think it is. In fact, it's not a coincidence. It's exactly why it's happening right now. You still would have to, you know, for most of the caps that are related, you really would have to watch Music, a lot of yeah. movies. I don't, it's you know, no, not movies. Uh, I mean, movies. Okay, so no, I did the math. Not on for ours. wireless caps. Oh no, 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 no wireless. You're I'm right. talking about no, no, wireless caps. Wireless. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a difficulty with a lot of these different pricing plans too. I mean, T-Mobile. Uh, on their uh, in their Android tra- tablets, I think kind of has screwed things up. Where uh, you can you can either get 250 megs per month, or you can get four gigs per month, uh, which and spend 25 bucks a month more than you can uh, for the iPad uh, 3G package. And that's nice, and it's nice to have 4G. But I wish there was something in the middle. There's just, there's just nothing practical between those two. And f- and four gigs is still not quite enough that you can simply decide. You know what? I am going to watch several episodes of the Daily Show, or I am going to watch the Conan O'Brien Show every time I miss an episode. Because you'll definitely you'll, that's 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 why you're steering to the Starbucks. And and AT and you know. Uh, um even landlines, Comcast has a 250 gig limit. Yeah, that'd be hard to go through that. But AT and T's is. Uh, 150 gig. I mean, they're starting. They, they start high, and they start, and then they say, "Well, we're protecting you from bandwidth hogs." You know, those guys will really eat up all <laughs> yeah. your bandwidth. I gotta say, though, AT and T's. I mean, if, if you guys are, if anyone watching is using Uverse, I really, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, my, I, I just, my, I, I can say this because my, my, my parents in law are not watching the show. They have Uverse, and it is the worst video quality I've ever seen in a cable network ever. I mean, I just, I, I constantly look at it, and I just don't, I, because I, I don't want to do what I did to Scott Bourne, which is. That, so, do the macro blocks bother you? You know, you know, he was, yeah. he was, show, you know, it's like, yeah. so I don't want to do this thing don't where I say that. I don't say, you know, I don't say anything. Do I just, you ever I just see watch. that rainbow on your DLP projector. <laughs> yeah, because then for the rest of their life, that's all they see. That's so, they so see. I don't say anything, but I'm just like, holy smokes, is this bad? You know, and and it's, uh, it's just, it's not sharp at all. You know, and the scary thing now is that a lot of times I'm finding that my experience with Netflix is better than Comcast. It looks pretty good, even at seven twenty p. If you have, it's the, caching. Yeah, yeah. When well, you no, get it, when you get an HD, if you get it, if you have enough bandwidth, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. I mean, seven twenty p. But it's I watch it on sixty inch screens all the time. I love it. Yeah. Of course, I have a sixty inch screen in every room of my house. You know, yeah. every room. Well, no, in I'm the just bathroom. Joking. Yeah, just joking. <laughs> no, yes, over the Apple TV is the reason why I don't have cable in my uh, in the living room of my house. Right. Right. Because good enough. Hey, I'm not done. There's still more good news yep. from Apple in the earnings call. It's kind of hard to believe uh, that there's more. Um, iTunes store sales of $1.4 billion in a quarter. Uh, they wow. don't give a, a year-to-year on that. Gross margin. This is the how much their profit margin is. Last uh, the the uh, the stock market thought it'd be the analysts thought it'd be 38%, 41.4% margin. Wow, that's pretty darn good. I mean, I don't know what what's typical in the technology industry, but uh, no, it's good. I know, you know, when when if we came anywhere close to that, I'd be jumping up and down. I think that the thing is, is that the that what Apple has done is they've really they they own the crowd that's willing to pay pay that margin, and they're making everybody else compete for the crowd that will not pay for that margin. You and do that's, still that's what makes hear apples are more expensive. You still hear that when I recommend an apple on the radio show. Oh, you know, it's overpriced. You sometimes even hear. 
But then people, I think they start to realize that, well, one of the reasons that the, that PC you bought is so cheap is there's no service or support. They've unbundled that. So do you want service and support? Well, that's going to cost you. Um, sometimes they use cheaper well, components. And also, I have to say that the the game changer as you start to use stuff like the Mac App Store, uh, which I'll just come back to, is that because you can install it, you know, I have a bunch of computers five that are all computers. registered. Yeah. And I can install... Is it five? I don't know. I have I have five, and it's all installing. So I don't know. I haven't done more than that. I'll, I'll test it. But the point is, is that well, that the reason I ask is when when Final Cut comes out, <laughs> right? I'm gonna install it everywhere, right? Well, and and the thing is, is that is that when you start doing that math of the way that that licensing works, uh, then Macs get real cheap because now it's True. changing all the licensing for all the software that you buy throughout True. your entire house. Good point. You know that that now you you know you're, that you can be legal and licensed across all of these things because a lot of these companies have gotten really good at protecting their software by making sure that they don't run on the same network and they don't right. and they and they have to be registered and everything else and Apple's getting rid of all of that and so that start that that starts to really add up if you start buying any level of tools, you know that's that's a big issue because I have you know I have a couple iPads and a couple iPhones and all of that stuff is just I just sync it up and right. and you know it's not a big deal. Sixty six billion dollars in the piggy bank. Wow. Yeah. Sixty-six. That's their cash. Uh, yeah, they, they, have, they could like bail, bail out the, the the banks at this point if they, they wanted to. A lot with that. That's a ton of money. They could buy the no, record they, industry. That's that, that's a scary amount of cash to be sitting on because not only is it the ability to get into whatever business they want to get into, it's also the ability to buy a company that it thinks is going to produce a technology that other companies can really, really ride into town on and simply say, "We we hired this we hired this company. We really just wanted its talent and its video compression right. codec. That wonderful product that was going to sink the iPhone in two years. Maybe we not. not. La 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 la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lala, uh, I'm not done. <laughs> Apple stores, 71 million visitors. That's up 50%. 50% over last year. Apple says we don't need to go to trade shows. We've got the stores. There's a trade show in every town going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Highest, uh, I, I believe it's the uh, highest income per square foot of any store it's, chain it's, in the world. I was yeah. so skeptical when they announced these, and boy, have they proven me wrong. Store yeah. sales up 90%. Store sales up 90% year to year. That's $3.19 billion. Their cash, as you said, is up. Uh, it's $65.8 billion. That's up. Now you six, have to say about the stores. $6.1 billion more than last year. <laughs> it's not going down. Well, I, and the thing is, I, they do everything right at the stores. You get, I feel like you get the attention that you, that, that you want, but not so much attention that you feel drowned. Everything's easy to find. You're doing a good job. Um, it is, you know, people can, there's almost never a line because everyone's walking around with a, an, I, an iPhone that can scan your credit card. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are knowledgeable when you're talking to them. I mean, it's just, it's just a really easy retail yeah. experience. They, they, they definitely they definitely created them so that each store would be an embassy, not a retail experience. Yeah, and an I embassy, think that I, I mean I'm, I'm with you, Leo. The, remember that when Apple started the store, it wasn't that they started it because all these other companies had that Gateway started their own stores and it went great, and Dell started their own stores and they went great. All these companies decided to start their own stores and they went belly up within four or five months. So it was such a radical thing for them right. to do. Right. Uh, but Apple's idea was number number one. They made they made really great management decisions uh, from the start, uh, where the, the Apple stores was Apple stores were all corp- company owned and always done at the at the at the corporate level. It's uh, the, some of these other companies decided to simply say, well, we'll hire this guy with retailing experience. We will have him start a chain of stores that we will then our, lend our name to. So this is yet another example of how when Apple decides to be a control freak about something, it's not because they want to be jerks. It's because they have an they have an idea and a plan. They know how to. Make 
make something work. And they want to be able to say uh, a few years later that, oh, by the way, our revenue is still up 50 percent. We're still we're still producing X dollars per square foot. Uh, I mean, if uh, there is there's places in certain city areas where you can buy a crystalline substance that is not as profitable per square foot <laughs> of space. <laughs> Probably because they don't they don't sell anything that's quite as addictive as an iPad. Boy. So instead of setting up these corner drugstores on the wire, they should have set up Apple stores. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, when we talk about moving into, uh, uh, this was in the New York Times, when we talk about moving into an industry, the, keep in mind, Apple has $66 billion in the bank. Netflix market capital, capitalization is $13.2 billion. Oh, they could buy, they could uh, buy so much stuff. With cash. Yeah. And it wouldn't even... They wouldn't even that was like that'd be like two quarters worth of cash for them. But I don't think that's Apple's way. I think Apple, no, no, if they not. said if I'm you saying, want to be in that industry, they just would put a Netflix out of business by doing it better. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I agree, but I'm just saying that when they, they want to move into an industry, move. you know, I, it's interesting that they haven't. They're sitting on that cash. It's and, a great point too, because like if you look at a company like Microsoft who has a lot of cash. And they're using it for all these different things. You know, they, they're putting their hands into all these different markets. And, and sometimes they, you know, something sticks. And oftentimes they create a product that is, you know, unsuccessful and they have to squash it, uh, Zoom. And, um, you know, <laughs> Apple really takes on that philosophy that if they can't do something really well, there's no point even going to try. So here they, they have all this cash that they're just sitting on. And they could be using it for all these different things like a lot of the, like a lot of the companies out there do. But they're like, no, we're going to save this. Until we really have a good use for it, I think it's classic Apple. Wi-Fi yeah. grids. That's what I think they should do. Mm. Cost it would cost them fifteen to twenty billion dollars. I think that's if you're listening. So Apple, Wi-Fi grids. I, 20, I, uh, top I put 20 a markets. link in our show notes to uh, Jean-Louis Gasset's uh, great blog, The Monday Note, because Jean-Louis, former Apple president, and B, and and created BOS and knows right. a lot about. Stuff did some deeper analysis looking at the 10Q and stuff and found some very interesting numbers that weren't highlighted by all the other press. For instance, uh, the combined iOS platform, iPhones, iPads, and iPod Touches, has 37.9 million devices. That's 59% more than Android. So iOS is super strong right now. 37.9 million uh, in Europe, in the five European markets, it's even stronger, 116% stronger than Android with 28.9 million users. In Asia, the iPhone is up 250% in sales year to year. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen, especially what the iPhone's doing in China? China is huge. It's, it's becoming the phone to have. It's the day. phone. Uh, yeah. Even though there are lots of uh, clones in China. And according to Jean-Louis Gasset, the Shanghai Apple store is doing more volume than the New York Fifth Avenue store. And there's a new store in the works in China, the largest in China. Um, but here's another number that I thought, there's, he, he did some really interesting analysis. Um, Apple is the number five vendor of PCs in the U.S. Market share last year, 7.3%. This year, 9.3%. It's an 18% growth. Acer down 24%. Down Dell down 12%. HP down 3%. In fact, everybody's down except Toshiba and Apple. And Apple's up a, a whopping 18% year to year. This could be the beginning of an Apple takeover in terms of PC uh, shipments. Let's see. They're... Uh, hmm. 
Well, I think that when you... I, Actually, I, that was Gartner, and then IDC has slightly different numbers, but still roughly the same in terms of, of growth. Pretty and I don't know where... I, I saw a number where it talked about the distinction between business purchases and institutional purchases and personal purchases. And when you take out business and institutional purchases, then Apple is in the 50-60% range. You know, they're not... They're a much higher percentage of personal... Pe- people buying them for yes, themselves. Yes, I would agree. Businesses are the ones that are making top-down decisions of what of, and, of, the, of and geeks the bottom line. Are buying Macs in huge numbers? You go into any uh, any startup these days; it's all Mac. Yeah, all Macs. even if they're running Windows. Yeah, they like, may be you know, running Windows if they have to, but really, there's Macs right everywhere. Now, here's the one interesting number that uh, he pulled out that I, I thought was kind of surprising: R and D. Microsoft's uh, R and D is about fifteen percent of revenue. Apple's research and development, 2% of revenue. Now, he points out that partly that's because Apple has such a high revenue. Because <laughs> <laughs> 2% of, of uh, what is it, 2% of, uh, of $24 Still a chunk of change. billion. Dollars. But it's also because they're, they're not going in so many different directions at one time. Yeah. Well, they have fewer things to research. They research right. an iPhone, they research an iPad, and they research some Mac. I mean, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. They're not making Connect. Well, and I think that this was this was a, the big argument with you know Gil Emilio and when when Steve Jobs came in was that Steve Jobs was like we're playing in their briar patch rather than forcing them to play in our briar patch. Apple's advantage is, is the vertical market. It's the it's the fact that they own the software and the hardware and they own the whole kit and caboodle, and they just keep on extending that advantage. You know, and that's the thing that is hard because no one else can do that. And it, I think it, I think it lowers R and D costs because they don't have to. Well, piece I guess everything together. says, says uh, it, actually, if you analyze it, it's it's uh, that's a good number. It, you don't you you know. It, well, basically, what he's saying in this, and I highly recommend this blog post because it's fascinating. Is and and I I looking at the numbers. I've never looked. I didn't used to know what a balance sheet looked like, but now I've learned. <laughs> and, <laughs> and looking at the numbers, what strikes one is, and is what a tight ship Apple runs. This is this is an amazingly, from what I look at, amazingly well run company. Well, you feel that when you're down there. I mean, I mean, when you're in, at one infinite loop, I mean, it feels like a very tight ship. I mean, you know, people and you know are pretty that focused. that's not just Steve Jobs. I mean, but that's a culture kind of, that he created. It's a culture he created, but that kind yeah. of speaks to the notion of what it'll be like without Steve. Yeah. Steve isn't figuring out what, you know, what, how much money is going to be spent on janitorial services. And yet it's very, very tight, very well run, which means he's got very good people, Tim Cook and on down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think, I think it's one of the reasons Wall Street is rewarding Apple. Yeah. Even though Steve isn't in day to day anymore, rewarding Apple. Well, it's hard. He's not there day to day, and they have quarters like that. It's it's going to be hard to yeah. It's hard to ignore. Well, you could say they're still got the a next lot of year. momentum. There's Steve momentum. Everything they're selling right now is made by Steve, right? Right. <laughs> I think it says that on the box. Design in California, <laughs> made, made by, by Steve. Steve. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and maybe they should just name everybody at Foxconn Steve, and that would really <laughs> Steve Con. Steve Con. Get them all those uh, black uh, turtlenecks. <laughs> so good, good, interesting uh, numbers uh, all around for Apple. Um, very bullish. Um, I don't follow the stock market particularly, but I'm sure that the stock market reacted well, especially when you exceed analysts' expectations, which Apple always does because they're so good at sandbagging the, the damn analysts. We're having trouble. We can't make enough. Yeah. It's all not working. Oh, wait. It actually. <laughs> oh, it did work. It actually turned oh, out. Wow. Mm. Apple's very GLaDOS when it comes to uh, the analysts. <laughs> 
This is a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. Huge success. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you got, but, you, but, you know, I, I think that a lot of people I, are probably a little bit worried because this is, you could do a, a simple search and replace and turn this into a story about the housing market about seven or eight years ago. Right. Another great quarter. Now this prop, properties are value up another 40 or 50 percent. There's no top to this, to this, to this, this rocket ride. <laughs> Uh, and we're, I'm kind of wondering how long it is before uh, we, we remember that we've seen over the past couple of years that Apple has come up with an absolutely knock the industry on its butt product pretty much once a year for the past two or three years. Uh, and once that they have pretty much all their chess pieces on the board, how many years are going to go by where they're just come out with better versions of iPads, better versions of iPhones, but they don't have the hoverboard yet. Right. Uh, and how, how how soon before the curve starts to flatten off and they only have $90 billion in cash and they're only ins- insanely profitable before people start saying, well, let's start selling our Apple stock because we're expecting an 80% return our, our, on our investment. True. In well, true, but that's stock price. And and I have to say, when I see such... Those people are nuts. Yeah, those people, they're, they're, they're doing some, something that is not necessarily the equivalent of saying how well a company's going to do, right. uh, which you'd think they were, but apparently it has nothing to do with that. He compares, Gasset compares, uh, for instance their um, operating expenses, sales general administrative to HPs. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're like twice as good as HP. Um, their operating expenses are 7%, uh, which he says, I don't know of a tighter and at the same time more prosperous uh, ship. And by the way, Gasset is, uh, despite being formerly uh, having uh, rainbow uh, blood, is in fact, I think, pretty uh, uh, strong uh, critic and sometimes of Apple. He's not yeah, an Apple cheerleader <clears throat> by any means. Well, he left. He said, yeah. He says Apple is the most profitable PC maker and smartphone and MP3 and tablet maker uh, in the world. He says, uh, you know, HP, the largest PC maker, gets 6% operating income out of its $10 billion product revenue. Apple gets 31%. Wow. That's a big difference. They're doing okay. I got something figured out over there. Yeah, yeah, right. You go so, out to lunch with an Apple person. Don't reach for the check too fast. Now he does. <laughs> yeah, really. He does talk about some worrisome stuff. The cloud, he says, is worrisome. He says, "I work uh, is getting uh, very long in the tooth," which is true. In fact, I'm wondering if they've abandoned I work. Um, it, uh, he says, "iWeb hasn't been updated in you know how how long." Uh, well, I think I, I think iWeb isn't law for this world, but pages and numbers are both huge successes. If you look at the percentage of people who have switched away from Office to these really? two products, if they if they have if if a user in general, if a user has the free choice to use whatever uh, spreadsheet, whatever word processor they have, they are choosing these two apps, these two fifteen dollar apps that are so well supported by the company, uh, and not Microsoft Office, which right. uh, Microsoft has not really found a way to really truly reinvent this suite for the twenty tens. Uh, it's still it's it's still the go to solution if you're doing really complicated collaborative work, uh, but for people who want to have 15 bucks in their pocket and they want a good word processor that can do anything from a two page letter to a hundred page book, that's where they're going. You know the the uh, uh, again fifteen dollars for for a copy of Pages that works on all the machines that you're logged into. Yeah, that's yeah. Good point. You know that's right. the you know it it, it doesn't. Uh, you know, those are those are very, very and, compelling. And, We've switched the whole company. To like, be honest, a word processor, one of the things I kind of laugh at Microsoft because they have to update Word every two years for their revenue. They, what, I mean, word processor, there's not a lot of new stuff you can do in a word processor. Five one. Five one. Yeah. That was the last That good was the version. last good word on Mac. <laughs> we talked about this before. I wish WordPerfect 3 would come back. Now, yeah. 3.5. Now, that was a good word processor. 
Exactly. Um, I, th- I think that Apple's probably going to do a bundle like iDVD, iWeb Suite for people who do lots of stuff in 1998. <laughs> yes. Our dead I'm products. talking 1993. Apple's dead products. <laughs> the dead zone. Clarisworks, throw that in there too. That'd be great. No, no, Clarisworks was um, not good. Yeah, the MIT flea market. I had an opportunity to buy a brand new shrink-wrapped in-the-box copy of Mac Paint. Ooh. Ooh, I want that. The, the Claris logo, the one that actually had layers in it. I don't even remember that. I would love, you know, we're getting, we're accumulating a lot of old uh, computer and even older technology for the new studio. As I think I have an old classic somewhere. Please. I would love, in fact, somebody just sent me uh, a Clio, which I couldn't believe. I'll I'll show you that. Uh, But um, any, anything that you have that's cluttering up your garage. (laughs) No, wait. Such a dangerous thing to say. Yeah. I can can probably get you a black Bell and Howell Apple too, if you'd like one. Really? I think I have two of them. Wow. Again, I've been going to the MIT flea market for about 15, 20 years now. There is very little with an Apple logo on it that I do not use. <laughs> I might regret that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What we were going to do is put them in the window to, 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 to uh, distract looters. <laughs> oh, an Apple II. You know, I, they don't know anything. They'll just grab the Apple II and they won't go straight for the no, I, I think it's high voltage be, Tesla coins. It's, right. it's going to be more like. Hey, look, a computer. Oh, it's an Apple. It's, 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 it's a Mac SE. There, it's, there's nothing good in there. I bet they've got, <laughs> right. they got a 20-inch color Sears TV set there. No, no need to break it there. Um, couple of, uh, one other footnote. Uh, 1.8 million Apple TVs, the new Apple TVs sold. Pretty good for a hobby. Especially yeah, if you compare it to the Google TV. <laughs> so it, it, it makes you wonder if their next big product is a TV. Like now that this well, hobby is becoming a business, about. I mean, now that the hobby is starting to turn into something real, they didn't. You know, they didn't, you know this is this is a point I was going to make a little bit earlier. That I think one of the reasons why they're so profitable and they are so lean is that they are not. I, I don't believe, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe that the company that would say let's start spreading out into TV is a business that we don't know a whole lot about, and there really is no benefit for us to branch into it. But we can say that we're selling a TV set. They're the company that would correctly say we don't care where you buy your TV from. We want to sell you the box that has the cool electronics in it that makes everything else that we right. sell with an Apple logo on it that much more valuable and which helps you you know, increase, turn, turn the tap of money from your pocket into the iTunes store. Just turn it all the way to full blast now. I guess for, I, for I, me, though, I think that the last step, though, is, is the camera inside. I mean, you know, I, I just want a 46-inch iMac. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that it's, or, or, or but with just iOS, I don't need it to have anything else. But I, I feel like, you know, number one is I feel like the I, Apple TV 2, I'm waiting for them to open up the iOS so that we can actually use applications there. That's the ultimate little net box if they did that. Yeah. Well, and Jean-Louis points that out. He's saying, well, let's see what happens there. I mean, it's a $99 net box. Yeah. You know, that yeah, suddenly, that's a very interesting. You know, with, with iOS. But, but I, I agree with Andy. I think that, that one of the reasons Apple's done so well, they've stuck to their knitting. I looked at McDonald's, you know, in the old days, they would make a ferry. Everybody else was making, you know, Dairy Queen had 300 menu items. McDonald's said, we do this, this, and this. In fact, it really didn't all start to go to hell in a handbasket until the McRib. (laughs) Isn't there actually actually a principle of neuroscience that says that uh, increasing the number of options leads to poorer decisions and longer decisions rather than that? Yeah, but Apple didn't know anything about phones. That there's there's actually the hard top limit that if you give someone three options, they can make a good decision. If you give them five options, they'll make a terrible... It will take them four times as long, and they'll make a bad right. one. Right. I think this is one of the reasons. I think they're very aware of that. That's there's actually a hard number, maybe even somewhere in the in Apple that says we cannot make more than X versions of right. this kind of product. Too many SKUs. I just think. I just think to me, a TV is just such. It's like the last extension of the tiny iPhone to the iPad to a. Mm. Yeah, but that's it's it's such a it's it's a trophy that you don't want to have. 
Okay. It's, it's, you, you, I think that if, if Apple were to, Sony and other companies would be old fashioned enough to say that, well, we're not in the consumer electronics business unless we sell a TV set and a console stereo. We won't, we can't, we, our, 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 our mommy won't love us and think we're successes unless we're selling a console stereo with a record player. Right. And a room for a room for records, not realizing that. Well, actually, that's the. There's been years since anybody really. I'm kind of with Andy on that, but on the other hand, I'm not going to predict because I've never been able yeah, to predict I mean, what Apple's well, going like, to do. We're taking our old our old IMAX, the twenty, I think twenty one or twenty four inch IMAX that we've been doing production for MacBreak on because we've Those got are a, TVs. I know, I understand. And so we're putting them on the walls and in, in, in Twit. Uh, I mean, in the new in the new studio, we're putting them on the wall to manage schedules. Right. You know, and the thing is, is that what I really want is. You know, an iOS version of that because yeah. I don't really need all yeah. the rest of that. Okay. But I, I guess I guess here's the real point. Like the last time I've bought like a new TV, I'm steadily replacing like all the big CRT TVs in my house with with uh, with LCDs. Maybe out of course of one a year. I think I replaced the last one this year, and the first one cost me about six hundred bucks. This the second one a, a year and a half ago cost me something like four hundred bucks. Last year, a TV that's just as good as the first one I bought cost me two hundred and thirteen dollars, uh, and that's what Apple's seriously going to have to compete against because. People are not going to the people who buy TVs are not looking for oh what's what's my XML R, mm-hmm. RPC yeah but that but that's what they said about phones that's what they say about computers I mean a, that's what Apple does is they is they uh, create something you know, that's a I said the item. same thing I said don't Just, get in the phone business so here, the, here's, you know. here, here's a phone that's a TV they're real different yeah they're, uh, this is, I, I don't yeah. think it's a scalable uh, it's a scalable right, comparison. Sure. You've made your points. We have to take a break. For, for, I want for to... God's sakes, people buy these things to watch Maury Povich, you know, oh my God, who's my baby daddy? <laughs> this is not the same market as the people who are buying these things. And, we'll and that will be the final word. We will move on. We have to take a break. I'm remaining silent. There's so much to talk about. I don't want to get too bogged down because we still got to talk about the privacy thing. And why is Apple telling employees not to take a vacation on three days in May? That's coming up in just a bit. But first... Let's talk about my friends at Citrix, the great makers of Go to Meeting, Go to My PC, Go to Assist. Uh, of course, the great Citrix Enterprise Remote Access. These are the kings of remote access. And Go to Meeting is the king of online meeting services. I know you have other choices, and I encourage you to try them all, but this is the one that works. This is the one you want. I don't know what else to say. This is the one you want. But you know, here's the deal try them all. You got a 30 day free trial with Go to Meeting. Uh, have your next meeting with GoToMeeting and see how people react. You could start the meeting so easily. You could do it an email invitation that, by the way, includes a real phone number because that's built in. They've got a voice bridge built in, as well as the ability to click a link and use your built-in computer speakers and uh, microphone uh, and have the meeting over VoIP. It even works on the iPad. The GoToMeeting app on the iPad is free. And as long as you're within, you know, I don't, I haven't tried it on 3G, but I would think it would work with 3G as well. You can just wander anywhere. And uh, have a meeting. That's just amazing. Mac, PC, cross-platform, easy to use. And that's important, too, because if it's a sales presentation, you don't want to say, oh, hey, client, i got to make you do all this work to do the presentation. Very simple. They click a link. The GoToMeeting software downloads. It takes about 30 seconds. And now they're seeing your computer screen on their computer screen. They see your keynote presentation. They see your websites. You can collaborate on documents. You can share screens. They can share screens back. Well, and that's we we have people who have asked us, you know, because we use GoToMeeting a lot. And um, and they ask, oh, you know, you can use these clients and you can do this stuff. And I was like, have you done that with someone who doesn't know how to Yeah, that's the real issue. That's the thing is you can just send a link, you know, to do that. It is fantastic. I want you to try it free for 30 days. Go to meeting.com. Click the try it free button. Use the offer code MACBREAK. G-O-T-O meeting.com. Offer code MACBREAK. 30 days free. So there's no excuse. As many meetings as you want, by the way, as long as you want. 
You just pay a you know flat monthly rate. I think it's forty nine dollars. That includes the vo- voice bridge. That includes VoIP. That includes all the software. It's amazing. Free for the first thirty days. Go to meeting. dot com. Click the try it free button and use the promo code MacBreak. Please do use MacBreak so that we get credit for it. Yes. I don't want them to think that some other show drove you to it. No, because no. no other show on this network actually just... advertises with GoToMeeting, so we want to make sure that... <laughs> actually, they all do. But I'm not going to say anything. Mac, Mac break, Mac break, Mac break. Uh, real quick, and then we'll get to uh, the big, big, I think even a bigger story uh, this week, of course, the privacy issue. But for some reason, this just came out in uh, Apple Insider, Apple retail employees have been told they may not request vacation days May 20th, 21st, or 22nd. Now, it could be a coinkydink, but that happens to be the 10th anniversary of the first Apple Store. Party. Party! Party at the Apple Store. Or... I'm going to be in... I'm going to go to the Ginza. I'm going to go to the Ginza Apple Store. I'll be in Paris. I'll go to the Paris Apple Store. I'll be in Tokyo. Let's report in. Okay. I'll report from Paris. You report from the Ginza. Ginza. That's not the same as Ginsu, is it? No. Those are the knives. It is the the Ginza Apple Store in... uh, Which we got that story from. You know, the, the one about Apple taking care of people during the earthquake. But the, uh, the Ginza store is one of the coolest Apple stores. If you ever in Tokyo, it's like five stories high. There's this cool elevator that takes you to each one. There's a theater on one whole floor. Um, it is, uh, it's really cool. Now, they did this before this year, iPad 2 and Verizon iPhone. I am going to go out on a limb. We're starting to hear, maybe Zach, uh, Zach Efron. Maybe <laughs> I did it. I finally did it. I knew I, I, knew I would do it. So I've gotten it out of the way, Irfan Elijah. Maybe you know something. I've, we're starting to see a lot of rumors flowing around about a new iPhone. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe there will be one. I think there will be, <clears throat> but I don't think it's going to be an iPhone 5. I think it's going to be an iPhone <clears throat> 4S. 4S, and what will it have? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that... Basically, what they're going to do is just put a lot of the hardware that they have in the iPad 2 in the iPhone 4S. And it makes sense for them to do that because, uh, you know, Apple likes to standardize the hardware they use across a lot of these mobile devices because it increases their profit margin. Yes. They're going to be buying these things for a better, for a better price. Yes. And historically, it's kind of what they do, right? They release an OS and they update it and then they release a new OS. They release an iDevice, they update it, and then they release a new iDevice. They do this with their computers too. So, when we do see a new iPhone, iPhone 4S, and then I think the iPhone 5 is probably going to come next year with the new form factor that everyone keeps talking about. And you think the iPhone 4S will be maybe in May or June, or do you think it'll be, as some have said, in the fall? <clears throat> I think it's going to be in the fall, especially okay. now they just released the white iPhone. It makes zero sense for them to release a white iPhone. I think it makes then... zero sense for them to release the white iPhone. You can stop. Full stop. Period. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Is there is there this huge pent up demand? I've been waiting for one for a year and a half. Oh, apparently there is. Really? There's pent <laughs> yeah, up demand have, with him. Look at this old three GS I have here. And I've you didn't waiting. buy an iPhone no, four because I've been waiting specifically for the white iPhone. You can make fun of me. All my friends do too. There's like a foreigner. I wanted that white iPhone. So it's your fault. Uh, well, I don't know. I did send an email for, Steve, for to Steve asking for one. Maybe he did it on my my account. But did, did he say? Uh, yep. <laughs> that's all he said. Yeah. Yes. It's yep. coming. Yep. He talks He talks like a cowboy. He talks like Clint Eastwood in one of those spaghetti westerns. Yep. <laughs> Steve, will there be a white iPhone? Yep. 
<laughs> sure enough. Well, apparently now it's today, right? Or is it? Uh, it's it's supposed to be in the stores. Anybody got a white iPhone yet? Uh, does anybody care? Okay, it's going to show dirt. <laughs> so That's much, all I got to say. It's going to show dirt. I had a white iPhone. I had a th- white three G or three GS. I I did. It was only a white on the back. This is white on the back, and and the front. See, I don't want. So my wife has a white iPad. And I don't really like it that much because I, I I think it's harder when you're watching movies on it. I don't like the. It also looks like it's smaller. That the frame, the bezel is looks bigger because yes. it's white. But yes. anyway, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about you, Irfan. That's just your problem. And <laughs> so, uh, so you think that because of the big release of the white iPhone, that they're gonna hold they're gonna hold they're gonna let that pent up demand abate. Before yeah, they do. it just doesn't make sense to me to release something that people have been waiting for, and then two months later or a month later, it'd be like, "Oh, and by the way, that thing you just bought, you know, forget about that. Here's a new thing." And do you think, think we'll see a T-Mobile? Uh, do you think we'll see the T-Mobile one that they've been rumored? Will that be part of the iPhone 4s? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, AT and T's, you know, trying to get their hands on T-Mobile, so it's only a matter of time before they have it. And, and now they're testing it. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw that. Very soon, within the next four to six months. So it would make sense they would put an A5 uh, chip in there. It makes sense yeah. that if they can get that Qualcomm dual CDMA GSM chip, they'd put that in there, then they don't have to make one SKU. Exactly. Um, For everything. And now the, the, the one, have you seen, you, we've all seen these Photoshopped images with a thin bezel, or maybe it's not, and the smaller screen, same resolution, smaller screen. You think that's what the iPhone 4S will be? That skinny iPhone? Are you talking about the one that's tapered? It looks yeah. like a teardrop? Yeah. Uh, boy, I hope so. That thing looked great. But, um, you know, it's just like all the other uh, mock-ups I've seen where some really great artists put something together. That's what it looked uh, like it, to me, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, looks, it looks awesome, doesn't it, with the, uh, yeah. the little sliding home button? So I hope so, but I don't think that's what it's going to look like. <laughs> okay, well, there you have it. We don't know. <laughs> it's definitive. We have it's absolutely no, no idea no, what's going to happen. At all. And, it's, and it's I think it's just a big party. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it could be a big party. It could be uh, if it weren't for the weekend, I would I would say one possibility would be they're just training up. But I just think they're. I I really I think all, all signs point to some sort of event. Uh, and I don't want to complicate the discussion. Uh, but I did find five different religious websites that claim that, Mar- that May 21st is going to be the biblical Armageddon day. So maybe they want the whole Apple family to be together uh, so they can usher in uh, the tongues of fire. You know, it, it, it uh, might and, turn out that, that during the rapture, it turns out if you're an Apple user, you're going to heaven. And they're just preparing everybody. Well, they're, getting, they're getting them all. To, you get everybody to the stores because that's where the liftoff is going to occur. The stores, I, I, it turns I, out, are not just stores. They are... They are spaceships. I'm going to get my running shoes and uh, this is my Scientology theory here. Is that all the Apple stores are actually spaceships? We've been part of this religion for a long time. We're all going to the Apple store on on the day of Armageddon, and we're all blasting off while the Earth just folds into nothing. Here you it will comes. receive your black Nike and your purple shroud in the mail. If you register a product, <laughs> if you did not register a product in the past 30 days, you can purchase them for a nominal fee at the App Store. Now Arnold Kim posted uh, yesterday. On uh, MacRumors.com, yet another picture. Uh, this one of an iPhone 4S with a bigger screen. Actually, it's from Mike Gadget. M-I-C Gadget. Um, it I looks nice. Know. Who knows? I don't know. 
That's a that's a it I'm looks just, cardboard to be honest yeah. with you. It doesn't look. It's real. just it's just a, has has Apple ever gone that far to build such a radically new device when they have so when they have useful uh, devices already in the chain? Uh, their 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 history has always been bring out the new one and deeply discount the old one to keep all the Android right. competitors at bay. So I, I I honestly can say that I have no hard evidence one way or another, but I suspect that we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see an iPhone four that suddenly goes for one hundred forty nine dollars to ninety nine dollars, and an iPhone right. five or iPhone four S that retains the same price point. All right, let's talk about the privacy issue because it broke this week. That uh, uh, did we talk about this last week? The uh, I guess no, not. It Thursday it happened it? after. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I, you know, I have to say, I downloaded. There's a little program that you can download. Uh, I posted mine. I was a uh, I was a little disappointed with mine. It didn't look like it was actual GPS coordinates. It's it looked not. like cell towers. No cell towers. It's not right. GPS. If so you go it to wasn't cell, very accurate. Cell, In fact, it was cell tower Wi-Fi. Well, I'll also realize that the app, there there are two different uh, pieces of data going out here. Uh, the app itself, the people who released that app, intentionally fudged oh. the, the location oh. data so that it could not be used for bad things. That's why if you look at the, the results of your map, every single point seems to be on a square. They're in a row. That's the, yeah. That's the, that's the degree of, of well, that's fudging. The fudging. They, they, oh, they rounded it off. Okay. Right. However, the, the, the bad news is that the actual data is far more accurate. The good news is that, like we've been saying, it's not, GPS, it's, not direct, it's not getting information directly from the GPS radio. It's getting information from cell towers, which it's then converting into a, a calculated guesstimate of what the GPS coordinate is. Uh, and that's really all it is. Now, and Wi-Fi access spots. It's the AGPS. It's the assisted yeah. GPS. And the Wall Street Journal yesterday, they've been really hot on the trail of this story. They say even if you turn off location services, which makes sense because you're turning off the GPS, it will still collect and store that location d- uh, uh, data in the SQL database. So that was Apple's response is, well, you can opt out by turning off location services, but the journal says no. In fact, actually, Apple hasn't had any response to this location gate, except I'm looking again <laughs> at MacRumors.com. A Mac room, and again, we, you never know when somebody says, oh, I got an email from Steve Jobs, if it's real or not. Um, so take this with a grain of salt. But this is what uh, MacRumors says. One MacRumors re- reader uh, emailed Apple CEO Steve Jobs asking for a clarification. Steve, could you please explain the necessity of the passive location tra- tracking tool embedded in my iPhone? It's kind of unnerving knowing that my exact location is being recorded at all times. Maybe you could shed some light on this for me before I switch to a droid. They don't track me. Steve's <laughs> answer, oh, yes, they do. Yeah. And this is the important part. We don't track anyone. The information circulating around is false. If Steve sent that, I don't think Steve sent yeah. that because it's not true. I mean, there's a yeah, file I mean, on your computer that has your tracking. So yeah. I don't think he would. I don't think he would deny something that's patent. You know, say something that's patently false. Right. Or, or, or it could be I did not have sexual relations with that GPS tracking database. It depends <laughs> on you. You have to say, okay, are we? Tra- are, is Apple tracking users? And one possibility is they can say, well, no, we're not tracking the users. We're just trying to build a database the of Wi-Fi. Which, well, <laughs> we're, we're, trying, we're trying to build a database of, oh. wi- of Wi-Fi hotspots. It's a Skyhook. Uh, exactly. So replace with, to replace the Skyhook, Skyhook database. So, no, we're not tracking you. We're just trying to build a database of these things. And, and some guy forgot to purge the data, the cache as it should. And now there's this, well, I don't know. Actually, what that seems credible to me, to be honest. Is, I okay, yeah, it, we're keeping, because, you know, Scott, so the idea of Skyhook 
is, and if you've always wondered, well, how does it know from Wi-Fi where I am? Well, Skyhook is a commercial company that does this, that uh, they basically drive around. Google was doing it, too. This is how Google got in trouble, driving around, matching GPS coordinates with Wi-Fi access spots. Having that information, then you can triangulate somebody's location, not as well as GPS, but pretty well with Wi-Fi only. The Skyhook database is used by a lot of companies. I don't know if Apple uses it in the iPhone. I, I believe Apple does use it, but but it obviously would be way more accurate if you had every person using an iPhone uploading information. You can really so triangulate that well. So all you need well. to track if you're doing that is not personal information, but merely Wi-Fi access spot name and GPS location, yeah. and then periodically upload that to Apple. That would be commensurate with the Apple TOS. Mm-hmm. Right. Was the data that is it is the data on your phone, Andy, anonymized? Can you tell if it's you? Uh, the if if I looked I looked at the, the database I didn't say anything that I could directly link to actually myself actually my I, mean, my I guess identity, they know it's you because they're, they're getting it from you right well I mean they, they could see that's that's they're, they're two different and brick wall separated uh, issues to issues here number one is why this phone is tracking is is recording this data and I really think it's just something internal where it's saying here's how we can basically improve the performance of our of our location services here's how we can essentially build rebuild this database that we don't now don't have to pay money it for makes sense and that they never, do and, that. and that and that there was never any intention of this file ever do, ever being seen or touched by anybody and so on that basis people are being a little bit paranoid being a little bit you know glenn beckish about what apple is doing but the bad news is that it didn't take very long for no good next to figure out that hey wait a minute there is a freely accessible file containing a rough track of where people where this user was and when they were there not only that that if someone has not encrypted their iphone backups that means that if i have access to their mac or their pc for just five or ten minutes all i have to do is copy that to that file to a flash drive and i have nearly a year's worth of very very good time dated location data uh, that i can then use for purposes that are probably not going to work in this person's best interest yeah. so i think that apple's making a mistake by focusing on the sort of hey we're not doing anything bad we're not doing that tracking we're not doing this they should acknowledge that ooh that's right there should that's that's a that would be a bad thing for someone to grab a hold of if you don't, if you don't want your 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 soon to be ex-spouse to know where you were on a certain date or a certain time i uh Someone was saying that if because I, I was twittering that I didn't care, and so someone I don't saying, care either. Well, someone said, "Well, you should post them." So I did. Yeah. So if you go to bordersack.com, you'll see my my maps. Yeah, I, mean, I posted all the maps. I, so I, you know, I just I just went I went in and took a whole bunch of screen grabs of my uh, of my maps, and they're cool looking. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't show some of my stuff in Tanz- in uh, Tanzania and Zimbabwe. I have I have all over South America. Yeah. I have Paris. I have a lot of places. Brazil. But- I was like, I was like, I, w- I want to see the actual data yeah. instead of the the yeah. fuzzed data because yeah. then it would be, it really would be you walking all over. The I mean, I, I will, I will say that I, I definitely did not. Wa- I definitely uh, when I when I posted when I posted my own screen cap. I think that should be a really good like there, there should be a really good like group source map of where technology writers have been in their lives based on what they put screenshots they posted of this utility. Uh, but when I, when I posted my own screenshot, I basically chose here's the here's the Cape Cod because I already blogged about a little trip I took to the Cape like in, in, in the summer. But I don't want that that database to be public. Nonetheless, I, it occurred to me that, gosh, if this were a, a secure file that only I could get access to, it would actually be kind of useful to me to figure yeah. out to, to have, awesome. have this. I was just say, too. 
Yeah, where, where's, where, like if I, if I was in if I was in London, you know, a couple months ago, and I found this really great restaurant, but I didn't write it down, I can't remember it. I can just simply load a really cool iOS app that say, "Hey, we're please rewind to where I was on this day and this time." I'd like uh, it. Uh, somebody yeah. somebody rear-ended me yesterday in San Francisco, and I forget what intersection it was, and that way I could yeah. go right there and say, "Oh yeah, that's where I pulled over to get his insurance information." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it would have been very useful to me. So yeah, I you know. I, and, and now the Android phones do do this, but they warn you when you first turn on the phone that they're going to do it, and you can uncheck that box. Uh, Google also makes that information if you sign up for Latitude or if you have a Google account, makes that information available to you so you can see it. They're not as they're not hiding it, but at the same time, I think they're doing the same thing. And in fact, I think that's what those yeah. Google Street View cars were doing uh, when you know they got in trouble for saving uh, open access spot information. They were just collecting the same yeah. kind of information. I think it's going to be yeah. difficult to prove that this is going against the TOS. No, in yeah, fact, the well, TOS specifically it, says you can. They are doing this, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying all these people are investigating this. I think these are politicians trying to make look look useful. But I don't think that. I think that the, the bottom line is is that when you hit I agree, you are really agreeing to that. It's they're not they're not well, hiding I, anything from you. I think I, I, I well. think it's, I think it's very valuable that two senators are essentially putting pressure on Apple and Google to say, please come out in public and explain why you feel these devices need to collect so much information. I know that there was in the 81 pages of legalese people click through before you using their phone, we did say that we will collect user informa- uh, location information, but it really does need to be spelled out. In a, yeah, in a it's more 35 pages. Way. I mean, come also, on. Also, also, I mean, it's, it's an education sort of thing. There's so, many, uh, there's so many totally innocuous reasons why a phone could be doing that. Again, coming back to network performance and system performance, they need to know why was essentially one, one person who worked for one of the big three uh, carriers was trying to explain to me the other day exactly why one model of Android phone that they have uh, keeps and transmits really kind of sensitive location data back to the mothership. And it's because that they are concerned about coverage in certain areas. The only way they can figure out exactly where they need to improve their signals in certain locations is to have the phone report back saying, hey, on this date and this time I was right. in this location. And even though the Five network, bars. even though the network, exactly, the location was, the network was saying that I should have good signal strength, but I couldn't get anything anywhere. And that would, that's essentially where they figure out where to put their next strategy. It's your phone but, saying, can you hear me now? Right. Well, can you hear me now? And I think that one of the things for those of us on shows, and more so for you, Leo, than, or, and, and, and Andy than, than me. But yeah, because we have cloud scores in the high 70s. Exactly. I have, I'm in the, <laughs> in the high 50s. You know, but, but, the, but what I'm saying is, is that, that, that for, you know, I, if I want something to be private, I don't touch the Internet. Well, I you know, like, like I just I'm just kind of like as soon as it goes I, on the internet, I'm like, well, it's I say there. this on the radio. If you don't, you know, if you're going to commit a murder, you might want to leave your cell phone behind because, of course, it's tracking. And and we've talked the other day about color turning on the mic, and I mean all of this stuff. Of course, this but is the world. But, but but let's not dismiss this. It's, it's sort of like it's it's the same situation as if you have a home security system, and it's an incredible home security system. Your doors are reinforced. There's there's five million bit encryption on the on the encryption key. But the company has a 48-key master right. password they can use just to do system maintenance. You don't need to know that, and it's not a ter- violation of terms of service. But you better believe that people who have an interest in breaking into your house know that there's a 48-character master password that will it has a one-in-six chance of opening any door that has that special sticker uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the door jam. I so mean, that's why it's if, if, if only just to contain to basically put some baking soda on this fire, Google and Apple needs to come up with something better than we don't track you. Goodbye. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it should be very clear. It should be mentioned from time to time. And that, uh, you know, uh, Apple's actually done that uh, for a number of things where they say, now, remember, we're doing this. Uh, and I think that that's appropriate. Yeah. They sh- I, 
I guess, you know, people are saying, well, how can you be okay with this? I'm okay with it because I don't think it was nefarious. I don't think it was... An, and right. besides, what are they going to do with 39.7 million tracking files exactly? I mean, what, are they, what is it that you're worried about them doing? In worst case scenario, they're giving it as Domino's Pizza so you can get a coupon when you walk by <laughs> right. next time. I mean, that's the worst, if it, right? If it, well, see, I'm, I, I, I'm a little bit more paranoid about Google than about Apple. Because I was uh, in, in London, uh, uh, in London, I was being driven like past Google headquarters, and I could not couldn't help but instinctively say, "Oh, that's Google." I thought that my movements were being monetized as we drove past the roads of this right. block. If there's a way to make eight, eight tenths of eight tenths of one cent, off anything that I ever sure. do, they're going to figure out how to do that's it. That's their I business, think. yeah. And uh, so you have to look at what a company's business is and where they make their money. Apple makes their money by selling hardware. Uh, only secondarily by selling ads. Google makes all their money by selling ads. So, of course, that's you got to look at where the money comes from, and that's what they're going to do. Um, I think that all these companies ought, ought to let us know, and I'm sure that the Congress, I mean, this is this is a big stink pile that they've created, and yeah. Congress is going to absolutely jump into this and mandate it. And that that's probably why the biggest reason it was a mistake is because now they've got uh, no, Congress saying, well, you got to do it. But I think they should do it. They need to let us know. The uh, By the way, the bottom line is if you encrypt your backups... Uh, your backups, your your drive stuff on your drive is safe. It's still on your phone. You know, we haven't... I keep waiting for Armageddon, the day that the bad guys really start to attack cell phones because they're wide open, and there's that's not the only data on your cell phone. And it's just a matter of time before they get Trojans on our phones, and uh, I just... I keep waiting for that to happen. I don't know why it hasn't. Well, and I think that, I think that what's in most important about this whole lesson is to continue to remind people that there is nothing that you can do that's connected to the internet or your cell phone that is exactly. private. You know, and, yeah. and, and you just, and, and, and so I think that having those reminders is important because it's good for people to continue to remind, you know, because people have this little thing like if I'm surfing at home, it's going to be fine. No. Or if I'm, or if I'm, or if I'm on a Wi-Fi uh, in an airport, I'm sure that nobody's looking, you know, you know, you know, or, you know, looking through my, my packets or. You know, all of this. Your you internet service provider or wireless carrier knows all this stuff too. Right. They know exactly where you are based on your on your tower location or your IP address. Right. Um, your ISP sees every packet that goes through. Your wireless carrier sees every packet that goes through on the internet. I mean, if you want to, if, if, if you, you want to be paranoid, you're kidding you, yourself when you, you see think, a pop-up window come up and go deals in Petaluma when you're on when you're surfing the web. You know, you're like, you're like real. they just saw you go by and they right. they knew where you were. You Facebook know? Uh, just announced this new thing, the <laughs> coupon thing too. They're all doing it. So it's it's I think it's a little disingenuous of the Wall Street Journal say <gasps> they're tracking you. Of course they are. But I guess there are a lot of people, in fact, I know there are a lot of people who don't know this. So it's valuable that this word go out, go forth. And if you want to be private, we, we, there's a cabin in the, um, in the uh, Cascade oh. <laughs> mountain range that, uh, with your Pri- name private, on it. Right. Privacy is such a granular and fuzzy concept. I was, pretty, I was kind of a little bit shocked when I was setting up uh, the, that, that uh, G Slate tablet last week. And Google has a really great system where you log in your Google account and it will do- re-download all your rear apps. It will Love set that. it up for yep. you, yep. set up your G- uh, Gmail account, no tethering, no nothing. You're up and going in 30 seconds. I thought, hey, that's great, until I realized that uh, it, it, it was uh, set up for 4G first, that it now had access to my private secured Wi-Fi network at home. And like, why does it have access to my Wi-Fi network? And I realized that when I tested another tablet, uh, a month or two ago, uh, I, I said, "Please in. synchronize data." It saved the password into right. the cloud, and I'm mm. used to. I'm, I'm kind of used to the idea of saying the. I'm used to the idea that something that private would not be included in, included in the list of things that you're going that 
I've given permission for this service to back up into the cloud. And so I had to go and reset everything because I don't want this. I don't want, I don't want this being on a Google server. I don't know if you know, I, my, my password is pretty secure, but I don't want the, the idea that someone will guess that, uh, guess, guess correctly and suddenly be, uh, it's just, I, get, I, I think I try to think that I'm very, very careful about that sort of stuff. But even I made an incorrect assumption about what on this device would be kept private and what would be backed up and what would be made public. So, yeah, I mean, all these companies have a considerable amount of work to do in this they're area. They're all bastards. Bastards. They're all bastards. But anybody who listens to this show by now should know that, you know, that's. And, you know, Apple says you can turn off location services, but get none of the benefits of location services, and then you're private. And so, yeah. And then, why, why, and then, and then, and then the question is, is, why are you using your iPhone at that right. point? If you turn off location services, it takes all the fun out of it. Right. Well, and even if you turn off location services, your wireless carrier still knows exactly where you are. Right. Uh, let's take a break. Come back with more. We're going to have to uh, get Irfan to talk more. You're too, you're too shy. I've just been absorbing the wisdom. No, no, no. That's not the point. <laughs> you could do that from the audience. We put you up on you the call. stage here. <laughs> no, it's our fault because we just basically are a bunch of gas bags. And <laughs> I just encourage you to puncture the gas bag, hold your nose, and come right in. Okay. The water's warm. Boy, that was a bad mixed metaphor. <laughs> hey, let me talk a little bit about PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro. This is such a great solution. I've been filling out... Uh, pdf forms for my kid you know camp is coming up and you gotta sign up and get the health forms and all that stuff and they uh, if you're lucky the website will give it to you in a pdf format not necessarily in any way you can edit usually what they say is print this fill it out scan it and mail it back (laughs) i'm not doing that that's why i love pdf pen and pdf pro pen pro from smile software of course i love smile software anyway i've been a big smiles fan for years they used to be smile on my mac and now they're uh they're their uh, their smile and it still will make you smile. Uh, you can get PDF Pen or PDF Pen Pro on your uh, Apple um, App Store if you choose. We don't happen to get credit for that if you do, but I'm not going to make it hard for you. Um, I or just buy it online. It's uh, it's a really great tool to make PDFs easy to edit. You can change the PDF without going back to the original. Go paperless with their built-in OCR. You can add text, images, and signatures all with your mouse or keyboard. I have my signatures and my kids' signatures and my initials and everything. I gave Henry a piece of paper, and I said, sign this. He said, why? I said, just sign it. Don't, don't ask questions. And, no, I said, because I have to. <laughs> Actually, is this wrong? Uh, one of the things he's going to this summer, they have a form where the kid's supposed to read it and agree, you know, not to smoke pot, not to play his music too loud, you know, be good. And they sign the contract, and I just wanted to get the paperwork back. So I said... Henry, just give me your signature. I'll, I'll sign all that for you. <laughs> I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. I think they're supposed to sign There's it. There's something yeah. about signatures But I didn't want to print it out and, and have right. him sign it and then scan it. So I'll just go over it with him. How about that? And make him sign a copy locally. It's in. Well, now I have his signature in my library on PDF Pen, which is so great because I could just paste it or my signature in. See the annotations. You can circle, draw on it. Images, correct text, do it all. Right within the PDF, it's such a sweet tool. I just love this, and you're going to love it too. PDF Pen is fifty nine ninety nine. PDF Pen Pro is ninety nine ninety nine. It adds some additional features, but you can try it free. Not in the App Store, but at the Smile website. So that's probably a good reason to go to the Smile website and uh, give it a try. They then just we sent me a mug for it. Yeah, we have a bunch of mugs. I got a mug. Yeah, yep. it was a nice mug. Uh, Gene, Gene brought some bugs. Mugs. 
mugs, not bugs. Gene brought some mugs back to us. Um, smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. We ask you to use that MacBreak URL so that we get, again, we get credit. And if you, uh, if you like it, just the fact that you went to this site, you can still then buy it on the App Store. But try it free for 30 days. And then, if you like it, buy it on the App Store if you wish. You don't have to. And do like them on Facebook, too. Um, because uh, they're likable people. I really... I, this, it's a great company. Mac developers, in general, I think, are the greatest people in the world. And uh, Smile is a, is a really good example of that. So go to their uh, Facebook page, which is facebook.com. Smile Software. I'm going to press the like button. And uh, yes, I like them. See, there's the mug that you got. We should take a picture of that mug <laughs> and send it out. Oh, look, PDF Pen is in the Evernote trunk. Oh. Don't buy it that way. Buy it. <laughs> we, we want credit. Go to, get the free trial, <laughs> smilesoftware.com. Oh. Smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. Then you can buy it anywhere you want after that. Try it free this way. Does that make sense? Download it. In fact, this is a good time to download it. If you've got kids and you've got to fill out those forms, download it, and then you don't even have to buy it. Download I am it. not good at these ads. I really got to work <laughs> on my... <laughs> Gene, I'm sorry, but I just love it. I know they're going to buy it. It's great stuff. Smilesoftware.com. Nice people. Slash. MacBreak. MacBreak. Brains. Uh, Apple's being sued over these uh, tracking things. Of course, that was only uh, inevitable. Um, oh, and by the way, one advice. Uh, I heard one security expert say, this is fine. Just don't jailbreak your iPhone. Because they really, then you're really opening it up to getting hacked and yeah. people stealing that file. Because people can, people then can do a remote login directly onto the device as opposed to having physical, needing physical access to your unencrypted file on the Mac itself or the PC itself. So on the on the other hand, as Irfan will, I'm sure, point out, there's an article on Cult of Macs showing you how to jailbreak and then stopping. It's called an untrackered stops the uh, iOS location data. So um, Untrackered is a jailbreak-only program. So if you are going to jailbreak, install this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, I think for most people, this whole tracking thing is kind of a non-issue. You know, it's like it's definitely something that you should be aware of, um, like Andy said. But it's kind of like Antenna Gate. I feel like this whole yeah. thing is being blown out of proportion. Apple's doing really well. They have lots of money. People are going to sue them over this because they know they can get some of that money. But overall... It's like phones track you. They have GPS inside. I mean, it's like, what are you going to expect? You know, and and plus, it's like if you crash your car and you land in a ditch and no one knows you're there and they're trying to find where you are, you're lost in the forest. Then that GPS becomes very huh. handy, right? Yeah. People can find you. Yeah. So there's good things about it. Too. Yeah. I lost my car one time. I really <laughs> wish I had an iPhone. You in there. parked it in front of the liquor store and then forgot. <laughs> it wasn't that I. It wasn't because I was drunk either. I'm just a little absent-minded at times. You know, that's a good point. I uh, I was in an accident two or three years ago, and I had, like, a minor concussion, and I had memory problems for, like, six months, and that happened to me, too. And, you know, it's the strange feeling when you come out of a store and you have no idea in the oh, middle of the city where your car is. That and my iPhone awful. helped me find it. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's another point is if you use Find My iPhone, that's not going to work if you turn off location service. I guess uh, all all I'm saying is, uh, of, first of all, of course they do this. What a surprise! Second of all, I think every company now it behooves them. It'd be real. It's really important that they at least let you know and periodically remind you we're doing this, so that people at least have the oh. choice. That's all. 
not not well not only that but if you're going to store that data for even for a completely legitimate purpose be aware of the fact that this is an incredibly important uh, I, I, it's an incredibly important file that needs to be secured against uh, <laughs> against access from no oh, good absolutely. people. And that in, was an error. That was clearly a bad mistake. That was an error. In our in our office, when we have data like that, and it can be private, you know, private company data that we've recorded or, or something like that, we call it fissionable material. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you know, anyway, that's we go, good. you know, we, 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 the, so that's know, the short gloves. note. Like we, when we hand them a disc, like this disc contains fissionable material, yeah, yeah. and that means that there's a whole different set of of rules that that apply to that to that data. I'm, I'm more concerned about companies being stupid than actually being nefarious. The, the Boston mm-hmm. Globe uh, just a few years ago, <laughs> one of the worst be- breaches of of of, uh, pers- of customer secured data ever, because I guess they re- they recycle paper like from the office, like in the in the in the sh- in the, uh, in, the in the printing department. So uh, I so for an entire Sunday edition, like thousands and thousands and thousands of bundles of newspapers came with like a little top sheet that simply had, oh, this is Zone 8, 4, 12. But it was printed off of the recycled paper that someone had used to print out a complete customer database. Oh, every no. So basically, every 50th paper came with a free list of confidential <laughs> personal information of all subscribers. It was it was a bit of a black eye for the newspaper industry oh. that has already been reeling from a lot of, a lot of hits in the past. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, according to Paul Allen, and uh, by the way, thanks somebody in the chat room. That's actually his channel in the chat room. Somebody for uh, passing this along from the unofficial Apple weblog. Steve Jobs is monomaniacal. Um, This is uh, an interview that Paul Allen did. You know, he's got this book he's peddling with the Sunday Times. He praised Apple's almost unbelievable turnaround since Jobs returned to the company in 97. But he also said uh, the Jobs is monomaniacal. Well, what a surprise! I don't. Is, are, is he telling us anything we don't know? <laughs> well, better than CEOs that are multiplying multiple maniacs. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that? What does that mean? It means I think it means he likes to wear a monocle, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that funny hat that he wore. Yeah, he yeah. People from from personal Zeppelin that hovers around the campus. It means he is a monomaniac. He is a monomaniac. Means he's got his, He's obsessed with a single thing, and I think that actually that's probably fairly accurate. He is obsessed, and with, and, and with we are the benefactors, and we are the benefactors. <laughs> so nothing wrong with that. And that single thing is awesomeness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a horrible, horrible personality trait. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. He also had some nasty things to say about Google founders. Sergey Brin and Larry Page. He says, I chuckle when I see people pushing the boundaries all the time of what they can do to monetize things, capture things, and then say, we're not evil, as if their <laughs> default is not to push the boundaries. This is kind of talks to our privacy uh, conversation. He says, if your default is to push the boundary, go for it. But don't say you're not evil. <laughs> that's a good... I think that's actually pretty... I, I, I praise Paul for that. I think he's... He's actually fairly accurate. Did you see the interview in 60 Minutes? No, I didn't. Did it you? Good. It was good. I'm yeah. dying to see it. I, I, I'll have to. There's a 60 Minutes iPad app. It'll probably be on there. Yep. Yep. Uh, the 60 Minutes iPad app is actually awesome. I just have to say. You can, you can watch all the little segments. by. I've kind of stopped watching it on TV. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. No. no <laughs> I think they're probably just as happy if you watch it on the iPad. If they're not, they better get happy. Yeah, because they made it. Because <laughs> it's kind of the future. Yeah. Irfan, where did you get this uh, this video of a guy who looks a lot like Steve Jobs? <laughs> oh my gosh, 
if you haven't watched that, you should check it out. So there was this video circulating on these Asian websites of Steve Jobs practicing his iPhone 5 keynote. And it's this guy kind of, kind of far away, and he sounds like George W. Bush. <laughs> and he's saying the most stupid things about the iPhone 5. Like, it's going to have its own version of Smell-O-Vision. <laughs> and, and my favorite part is at the very end, he's like, I need my shoes, you know? So he dons his classic running shoes that he wears. And he does this quick, like, in-place foot shuffle. And then he compares the lightweightedness of his shoes to the light airy weight of the iPhone 5. <laughs> and people thought this was real. That is just bizarre. And I believe it. That is it's just super bizarre. bizarre. I mean, the whole video, I'm wondering if it was made as a joke and people actually saw it and then maybe started taking it seriously. This looks like the video that I shot at the iPad announcement, actually. Apple has designed digital synth technology. Speaking of lighter, are my barefoot here? Do you mean your shoes? Yeah. It's coming up. This part's great. I think this was done in a high school. That was a great so. live feed, by the way. <laughs> oh, they're so comfy. Like an iPhone 5. Can we start from the top? Okay, from the top. He sounds like, can we start it from the top? <laughs> yep, we're going to do it again. Someone's written a one-man show that he's trying to get back. That's into. what it is. This is, and then I like the page. I can't read anything on the page, but it looks like I can get noodles. They need to for, have that guy at the next MacWorld. He, he needs to, to give the keynote. <laughs> wow, wouldn't that be funny if Steve Jobs says, "You've all seen him on the internet. Now here he is." Wait, well, they, they, they are they are retooling the Spider-Man musical. Maybe he's going to be like a <laughs> fly in. Um. Mac users are more educated and less likely to ride Harley motorcycles. I kept seeing this in my feed all week, and I kept trying not to read it. From, uh, <laughs> but I, I, man, I managed to somehow see it anyway. I thought it was pretty interesting, actually. You think it, it's from, none, uh, none of it was particularly it's surprising. From punch.com. But none of it was particularly surprising. It was all like, yeah, that's pretty much. The well, one. that's why I, I kind of thought this can't really be true. I mean, it's like it's it's just what everybody thinks. I don't know. It just didn't seem. I don't know. It kind of makes sense to me. I haven't read the article, yeah. but aren't Mac users really into value, right? And Harley Davidsons are, you know, like not really a great value. So maybe you wouldn't want to drive one. Maybe you drive a Honda instead. So the way they did this, Hunch, I, I'm a member of Hunch.com. They ask you questions. Uh, when you, I mean, there's other parts, other functionality, but part, you know, when you go to hunch.com, you'll get a bunch of questions. You can answer as many as you want. So they got 388,000 respondents answering these Apple questions. And then they put together based on that, a profile of exactly, yeah, exactly what you, you would think, which is, <laughs> turned out it was exactly, we, we are exactly we are, what we expect. But it's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's a self-referential. It's all of us answering the questions. I'm trying to pull it up right now so I can give you the, the results on the blog. <laughs> And when did motorcycle ridership become a metric of consumers? I don't know. It's it's it's, it's sort of it's sort of like the line, and he's a person you'd most want to have a beer with. Oh, I don't think. Uh, okay. So of three hundred eighty-eight thousand three hundred fifty hunch users ask answering the question, "Are you a Mac or a PC person?" Twenty-five percent admitted to being a Mac person. Fifty-two percent PC people. Twenty-three percent neither. Um, among the PC self-proclaimed PC and Mac users. PC people, 22% more likely to be older, 35 to 49. Mac users tend to be 18 to 34. 36% of PC people are self-described politically liberal. 
56% of Mac. So we're, they're liberal, young liberals. 52% live in a city. Uh, 67% have completed a four-year college degree or higher. Not me, not Steve Jobs, but the rest of you. Uh, PC people are 26% more likely to fit in with others. Mac people, 13% more likely than PC people to say they want to be perceived as unique and different. Mm. Of course. So they that's... have that in common, ironically enough. <laughs> Mac people are 50% more likely than PC people to say they frequently throw parties. We're party animals. Do you, do, you, do you frequently throw parties? I do throw parties. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, Andy doesn't seem like he throws a lot of parties, though. Uh, I throw my, for my stuffed dog and for my Batman action figures. We have a wonderful team. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a close personal friends. How about our no, Irfan? Don't make cats. You throw a lot of parties, Irfan? Oh, all the time. Go Here's to a, parties, throw parties. I mean, when, I, when I was in college, I, I threw epic, epic Please parties. explain this to me. PC people are 33% more likely than Mac people to say that two random people are more different than alike. Mac people tend to say people are more alike. PC people tend to say people are more different. I don't know what that means. That's because Mac people run into other Mac people and decide that we're all alike. We're all alike. Because you you know that in an airport you can walk up to a a person with a Mac and start talking to them. PC people are more mathematically inclined. Yeah, because they have, they have to figure things out themselves rather than having yeah. it. Right? There's a certain muscle in their brain that works better than... In, than... Uh, damn, there's still no tip calculator for my Windows phone. Okay, let's all let's move the decimal point over one place and then double... Oh, what's the... So the Harley stat actually gave you a choice between a Harley and a Vespa. <laughs> and 69% of PC people prefer the Harley to the Vespa. 52% of Mac people prefer the Vespa to the Harley. That in no way surprises me. I'd rather have a Vespa. You guys, Vespa, Harley. Vespa. I'd rather have a Vespa, too. I think I'd look less stupid on a Harley. Ah, that's about right. Oh, one, in, one in four. <laughs> uh, PC? I, it's, I think it's just a size thing. There's a, once, once, once you're above, like, 200 pounds, I think there's a certain, <laughs> yeah, like, surface right. aspect. <laughs> kind of like, you look stupid on a the, the, the big <laughs> butt on the Vespa. That, no, I, just... I, take, I, take, I take an almost daily constitutional. I'm, I'm not in terrible shape, but, yeah. No, no, you, you, like me... I, we're kind of we we're beefy. It's you know what the curse is. It's that it's that picture of those twins on the on the on the little mini dirt bikes in the Guinness Book. Yes, of exactly. A, you're not you're not nearly as bad as that, but That's you just exactly want to invoke the same sort of yeah. visceral yeah. cultural response. In that. See, if they put a Segway in there, I think we would have you know gone through the roof on the Segway. <laughs> well, well, no, no, nobody doesn't look cool in a Segway. I'm sorry. That's just. That is just liquefied awesome, liquefied cool. PC people tend to prefer sweet snacks to salty snacks. Mac people, vice versa. <laughs> oh, God. Slow oh. news day, guys. Slow no, news day. I know. That's why I, almost, I, didn't, I resisted I'm not, I'm not, this. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about us. I'm not talking about people in that office trying to come up with that poll. Uh, if given a choice between shingling a house and mowing a driveway. <laughs> yeah, but that's what Hunch does. That's what Hunch does. PC people prefer Pepsi. Mac people prefer San Pellegrino Limonata. <laughs> okay. I call, I call no way. Now I know. I think this and is here's the worst part is I still went, yes. Oh, yes. I think yeah. I have some of that in my fridge. I like the Limonata. I, Mac people are, more, are 80% more likely to be vegetarians. I believe that too. We prefer hummus. They like tuna fish. They like, like strawberry both. daiquiris. No, we like hot toddies. We don't, we don't have enough money left over for meat. Maybe hey, that's we're all, it. We're all, we're all, we're spend all, all our money all on hardware. All Goya, Goya black beans and rice every single night to pay for the iPhone. iPhone they like 5. white Zinfandel. We like Chianti. 
Ooh. I don't like white Zinfandel. The majority of Mac people and PC people both consider their respective companies to be most responsible for driving the global growth and adoption of computing. We did it. No, we did it. PC people like USA Today. Mac people like the Times. What are our opinions on Suzanne Summers? <laughs> okay, kids. enough. It is. It's do- It's dopey. And I, you know, I'm sorry I even brought it up. It's dopey. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's, you know, it's fun. 70% of both people think she's had way too much cosmetic surgery. That's right. We're going to take a break, come back. Andy has an incredible pick for us coming up in just a little bit. I'm excited about this. Uh, our oh, picks. We all should be excited. Yeah, we all should be excited. It's We all win. Hmm. Uh, but uh, first, uh, before our picks of the week, and by the way, I don't know if Irvin, if they told you, but just pick some software or hardware, something you like. Oh, That's- I've got one locked and loaded. Locked and loaded, baby. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about my friends at FreshBooks. This should be my pick. This was a lifesaver when Amber Mack told me about FreshBooks in 2004, seven years ago. Because uh, I was suffering. I was in uh, invoice hell. It's just, it just was horrible having to do an invoice, actually several invoices every month. And knowing if I don't do this thing I don't want to do, I won't get paid. I still put it off. And I still didn't get paid. So FreshBooks came along. One of the really uh, best Web 2.0 sites early on. And I think Amber told me about the site, not because she wanted to save me a time invoicing, but just she said, this is a great site. Like, this is just kind of how sites, how web apps should be. And, of course, two million people later, uh, this is the invoicing place. I mean, it's so great. Easy online invoicing. Try FreshBooks.com and you will get paid faster because there's actually a Pay Me Now button on the invoice. People can use their credit card or online payment services like PayPal and Authorize.net to pay you. Automatic payments, if they agree, you know, you can have automatic invoices and payments. You just kind of completely step out of the way. Let the computers handle it. Let the robots do it. Complete currency agnostic. It's just nice because I used to bill in Canada and, and the U.S. And it was nice to not have to worry about which is which. And, you know, it does a conversion automatically. Automatic late payment reminders in case your clients are not fast to pay. They can even print up paper invoices, which is very handy. Some of the older clients like those paper invoices. It's professional looking. It's easy to use. If you bill by the hour, they've got apps on the web and on the iPhone that will automatically track your hours and then stick them in the invoice automatically, which makes it so easy. This is just a great way to invoice. Try it free right now for the first three clients. That's right. Free for three. And every week, FreshBooks has a drawing among all the new users for a birthday cake. It doesn't no birthday necessary. Birthday not included. Easy online invoicing. Freshbooks.com. We love them, and I know you'll love them, too. They're fresh. They're fresh. If you're an invoicer, this is what you want. And I can tell you from personal experience that the cake is good. You've had it. I had it. We had, we had a producer, uh, John Riley. Oh, uh, actually, so cool. he, he, he invoices us with FreshBooks, and he, um, uh, he, he got one. He, 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 was, he actually called them, and told them, he called them and said, I need you to understand that I am a producer on a oh. show that you, like, that, you know, oh, I won. I really appreciate it. No, 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 no. He called them and said, after, after he won, he, won. Oh. he said, I am a producer on a show that cool. advertises you. I, I shouldn't be eligible for this. And they're like, oh, we'll send you anyone. We'll send another one out and we'll send you one and call it a day. You know, they were just, you know, they were totally. And, uh, and, we, and then we went to the office and. We had Have one. we ever received a birthday cake? Uh-oh. I don't believe so. Well, he actually won, though, randomly. But he uses Because he uses FreshBooks. Like, he was using FreshBooks, and he signed up, right. and he won as a user, them not knowing that he was a producer. Got it. And then, and then he, but then he, he felt like he needed to tell them that to make sure that they were clear. 
Irfan is locked and loaded with his pick of the week. Irfan Elijah from thecultofmac.com. What do you like? I have been using an app called WaitBot. Um, it's by the guys that made TweetBot. They made ConvertBot. And basically, it does one thing very well, and that is it helps you track your weight. And every day you enter your weight into this little uh, this little app, and uh, and then you can graph it, and it shows you, you know, like like as the month goes on, as the years go on, like how your weight is going up and down. And I really love this a lot because um, one of my goals in life is not to get old and huge. Yeah, <laughs> I can like prevent me. one of those things. Yeah, hey, it works <laughs> with this. It works with my scale. Yeah, it will even connect with your scale wirelessly if you have one of those Withing scales. Uh, the Withing scales, which I do. Withing scales. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's that's really how cool. I tweet my weight. Cool. Do you actually tweet your weight? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think? Leo's scale, it has to do something. <laughs> that's awesome. It's got to have something um, to do. So I use this because I also work out. And it helps me know, you know, like if I need to increase my exercise lo- load per week, if I need to stop eating some like particular food. And it's beautifully made. The UI is fantastic, as all the uh, the TapBots apps are. So I would highly recommend it. It's only two bucks. Great app. It's a it's it's really great. And I have to say that I, I have the the the, the things scale as well. And I'm slightly do, obsessed. Do you with, use Weightbot? I I started with Weightbot. Things has their own they app, their own the app. graphs and everything else that connects to it. But Weightbot will work great. And I love the interface for Weightbot. And when I first started uh, dieting. Um, I uh, used WeightBot to to track it every morning. It, it, that was so. If you don't have the Y things scale, yeah, you, don't you have to have. I mean, WeightBot is perfect because I would just type it all in every morning. And I have to admit that typing it in, I was like, you know, it'd be great if a it's scale a little, was connected yeah. to my thing. Except typing it in it. makes you a little high, more aware of it. Yeah. yeah I, well, exactly. my whole thing is, is what's what a lot of people tell you that that you should only do it once a week. Right. I like to do it every day. And the reason that tools like this, like uh, WeightBot and the why the things are important is because it allows me to look at trends. Right. So I get yeah. lots and lots of sample points. So I, I weigh myself every day. It's about 5.30 in the morning. And so it's the same time. It's the same whatever. Right. And I can see what my... Uh, what That's my, actually a good thing. You know, and, and, um, and then I know when I'm getting in trouble. I've eaten too much. Yeah, exactly. And if you monitor it every day, then yep. you can, you know, adjust as you go along. Because it's not, it's not that that one day, one day it can change as much as three or four pounds. But if you have a whole bunch of days, it'll build a trend line that tells you, you know, kind of the the direction, the 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 mean average, you know, the average of what you're doing over time, and that's what you really need to know. Exactly. Wait, bot. And uh, how much is it? Uh, two bucks. Two bucks in the app a fair store. price, if I do say so myself. I think so. A bargain at twice the price. Alex Lindsay, your pick of the week. So um, my pick of the week. Hold on, let me open it. Um, so I uh, I was going to pick something, but it's not quite ready. I was going to. I was all ready to pick something, and, and now I'm 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 thrown off. Well, I can. I can. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. One. You want a break? I'll go. Yeah. Go ahead. So this actually came about in a very roundabout way. It was a free. Uh, you know, on the uh, Amazon App Store for Android. Every day they have a new free app, which is great because it's a great way to get an app for free. And so I check every day. And uh, they had this great radio app for free. Uh, so I immediately tried it uh, and and then realized, oh, it's available on the uh, on the iPhone, too. And it's just fantastic. Oh, you know, it's funny. Do I have I installed it on the iPhone? I have it, but I'll show it to you uh, on. Please forgive me for this. <laughs> But I'm going to show it to you on the Android phone. But it looks exactly the same on the iPhone. And it is it is easily the best radio app. And it's only like 99 cents. So it's, it's called TuneIn uh, Radio. 
And it looks exactly the same on the iPhone. So pay no attention to that Android-like thing at the bottom there. Uh, but it has a few things that I really like about it. Uh, first of all, it does tie into the uh, website, the TuneIn website. Here's local stations. A um, couple of things I really like. One is if a local station has more than one stream, you can choose that stream. So a lot of radio programs will just take the first stream or there won't be an easy way to discover what other streams there are. Here's our local classical station. And it gives me a number of choices, including 128 kilobit MP3 or AAC. And, well, the AAC is going to sound better, so I would choose that stream. That's really nice. But look at this at the bottom. There's a record button. This is the first program I've seen that lets me record the radio stream as I'm listening to it for later playback in my iPod. I have That's to say cool. that. Whoa. Is, yeah, that. Well, I, I, I use it for um, shows like the, when I'm on a radio show. And uh, I want a copy of it. I can do that. Or I mean, it's just it's just a uh, people are still believe it or not. I know it's hard to believe, but people are still looking for ways to record radio. Seems, <laughs> it seems kind of old fashioned, doesn't it? Now that we have podcasting and all that, it also ties into their website where there's a directory of fifty thousand uh, radio stations. So you can create a you know a uh, a directory for your tune in radio. They have home versions. They have mobile versions. Uh, I have to say, this is absolutely, it has podcasts too, we're on it, um, so it could be your podcast listener, and I know one of the problems on the iPhone is that there's no easy way to uh, to download podcasts uh, over the air, well, here's a way to do it with this uh, tune-in radio thing, because essentially it streams the podcasts to you as if you were watching them. Uh, the website is tunein.com, um, you can, uh, of course, it's on the App Store. Um, uh, for iOS, it's on many other stores, and you it does integrate. You can log into your TuneIn account on the web, so you could set up your app with directories and so forth. Uh, I think they've done a really nice job. Um, this uh, I've been I've you know there are a lot of radio apps uh, for the uh, iPhone. I've used a lot of them. Receiva has one, uh, but this is the best I found so far, and and a really good price. Most of them are about five or six times more expensive. That's TuneIn if you want to listen to radio or podcasts uh, on your iPhone. I like it a lot. Are you ready now? Alex? I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. I, I, there was an app that I was gonna. We'll do it next week. I just, it's just <laughs> not, it's not quite finished yet. Uh, when I was testing, I liked it, but not quite yet. So anyway, so one of them that's really fun is called. Uh, have you seen Percolate? No, Percolator. It's Percolator on on the iPhone, and it is a, uh, um, it's a really interesting little, uh, you know, app that basically just, it's just like a little filter app that creates kind of fun versions, fun views of your photos. So here's, um, here's one you can, you can show here. This is, it makes like, um, big circles and stars and kind of converts them. I use these a lot for my, uh, my wallpapers on my iPhone. Like I want something that's kind of, um, impressionistic, Ooh. uh, but not, so you have little sliders like down at the bottom. That's my, that's my daughter. I just took a picture of her wow. taking, reaching at me. Oh, but, really cool. but you can, but if you change those little sliders at the bottom, it'll change the resolution. It'll change the type of, uh, of what it's, of it's using, you know, this is 99 cents or dollar 99 or something like that. And it just creates kind of fun little, Whoa. um, Whoa. you know, images that are, you know, of course, Whoa. based on the, on the, uh, the base image that you gave it. And, uh, and I have fun. I make a lot of my little wallpapers with it because it's subtle. It's not like a photo photo. Um, and, uh, but it is a, uh, uh, but it, it's kind of fun to put as uh, for wallpapers. So that's, that's one. And, uh, the, uh, my other recommendation, um, is just a repeat recommendation. Cause I've, I, I recommended this a couple of years ago and, uh, and sometimes I feel like I have to go back and say, yeah, I'm still using it. Still here. Yeah. So, um, 
it's a little bit of a subscription. So I think it's free or it's really cheap to buy. But um, so if you're traveling a lot, I use the Goldmate. Are you, do you use? Yes. We talked about this before. We've talked about it a couple yeah. years ago. And it's called Worldmate. Oh, Worldmate. I'm sorry. I call it, it's Worldmate Gold. Gold. I always think of it as Goldmate. Right. And uh, I just have to say, I was I was traveling all over the world over the last three weeks and I would not have survived it yeah. without that. Because what happens is you just forward all of your itineraries as you buy hotels and everything else. It scrapes the data, puts it into a, into a workable database, and it has all your confirmation numbers and all the phone numbers. And it, and it updates. Is it on here? You want me to show it on here? Yeah. Let me <laughs> it, it, it updates you faster than the airport. Like, like, like literally, you'll know that the, the flight has changed gates before the airport right. updates its monitors. And... Um, so let me see. I don't know if I can show old ones. Let me see. This I, that's what I use TripIt for. So here's. Yeah. Do you like TripIt? Uh, or have you ever tried TripIt? I I played with it, and I just found that this one, uh, while I'm paying a little bit for it, it, I found that it. Now this is an old an old trip. This was the Vegas there it trip. Is. And, There's all this stuff. But the thing is, is if you click on one of those, codes you can go ahead and, and everything. Click, it's, this is old, so it's kind of bright. Um, so it shows you, you know, exactly what time, and if anything changes, it's it's an active connection to all of those things. That's great. You have an e-ticket. It tells you what kind of plane you're flying. Um, you know all of those things and at the airport yeah yeah and it's just uh and i just have to say i was just like oh i'm so glad it is expensive if you that's uh, the main reason i stopped using it it's kind of pricey it's pricey if you don't so here's what i'll say is it, my comparison to trip it is if you're if you're an occasional traveler i find that trip it is awesome but i found that that if i'm doing it all the time um this was a this was a slightly more fluid and was worth you know whatever 20 bucks a year to all right to to do it so Anyway, that's it. I, I will uh, I will grant you that. Gold. And, and as I said, if you if you travel as much as I do, if you're not, then it's not that big of a deal. Right. So, uh, that so looks wor- really awesome. Wor- <laughs> I just got to say. It's World, world oh. Mate Gold. Yeah, it's... And uh, what was the name of that other, the photo? Uh, percolator. Percolator. Cause mm-hmm. Got that whole coffee metaphor going there. Uh, now, the highlight of our show today. <laughs> Andy Anatko and Neil Gaiman. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, this is our first collaboration since, I think it was 1994, when I, Neil, and my Newton message pad collaborated uh, to do a series of poems as he tried to autograph uh, my, my uh, Newton with the stylus, and I forgot to turn off handwriting recognition, so it kept turning his signature into increasingly interesting and odd <laughs> things. <laughs> And he was doing a signing with Dave, with Dave McCain, and he was, he was like, this is wonderful. It's like it's something the Oracle of Delphi. I, <laughs> I don't know say. what's going to happen. So, I, so it, it's, I still have, like, on my Newton, a series of poems that Neil wrote that he he himself does not know exist. So at some point, that's my retirement fund. I'll, like I'll make a nice, I'll, I'll have a nice hand-tooled bronze hammered, like, bookcase. Written for it, by Neil Gaiman as interpreted by the Apple Newton. And a team of and a team of dancers, uh, but yeah, this, this is our second collaboration. There's going to be a second. There's going to be a tenth anniversary edition of uh, American Gods, uh, and for the tenth great anniversary, book. great book, lovely, lovely, probably my favorite one. Uh, I think the, the one of the highest compliments I can pay is that it won't take unless for me it won't take unless I'm in exactly the right mood. I need to have like I, I need to be in the chair. I need to have hours in which I can focus on it. It's not going to be one of those oh well, I'm waiting in line at the bank. I'll just open up the Kindle app and read a couple of chapters. No, it's I've got I've got the jacket on. I've got the pipe. No tobacco. And if I need to be holding a pipe, it's it's just such a really wonderful immersive book. Uh, so they're doing an audio. HarperCollins Audio is doing an audiobook edition that's going to be fully cast. And I'm proud to say that I do have a small role in it. Yay. So, 
Um, there's only one small detail. I do need to get about a thousand vote votes on a promotional website, uh, and if I'm in the top twenty, then the producers will listen to I think the audio demo that. that I uploaded. Yeah, well, it's you know, scribbling and billing. Uh, you know, it's more like just to keep it. They make it look fair. And again, you know, Neil and I are incredibly intense. Well, are you saying you've already won? Uh, I'm as good as one because every <laughs> Mac Break Weekly listener is going to go to neilgaiman.bookperk.com. Uh, <laughs> Is going to click on the here. here there's this is actually the my, the page for my online audition. Going to look for look for me next to Han Solo and Carbonite right up there. Uh, <laughs> That'll get my right there. There you go. Uh, that's my that's, that's my audition. Unfortunately, you do have to you do have to click uh, fill out a, an online form in order to vote. But the good news is that you can vote like every single day between now and May second next month, which is on Monday, which is when the voting closes. I currently have I'm just, about. Two- I'm just looking here, Andy, at uh, at who's who, number one is Joseph, then Melissa, Rachel, Bradley, Kyle, Melissa, Andrew. Is Andrew Kit? No, Melanie, no. Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Michael, I, I, you're not I, in the top I, 20, dude. Well, because and I hope to fix that. Unfortunately, I didn't know about this until a little bit later in the game. I only uploaded my demo about a couple of days ago. Uh, so I've, I'm at like 200 and something votes. I believe I'll need about 1,000 more to place in the top 20. Now, how, uh, how, do, we, how do we find your particular entry? Uh, well, you can either hit the search box and look for Anatko, or okay. uh, you can uh, actually post. If you want to take a look at it right now, I, have the, I pasted the URL to my demo. Uh, actually, in the show notes. Oh, okay. So Scroll go, to the very, very let me bottom. Go get the show notes. Oh, those. Everybody, everybody, and if and if you want to audition yourself, by all means, there's 20 people who are going to be listening to, so that's perfectly fine. You have to. There is a paragraph of text that you have from the book that you have to record. That's a good idea, right? Uh, and then you simply upload it to the site. Some of these are actually very, very cool. Uh, I record. I, I was cautious enough that I, after doing a couple of samples on my. <laughs> I, yes. That's that's from my that's from my insider behind the scenes tour of uh, that's really light magic. Uh, the, the, tour of the, the Han Solo and Carbonite prop. You see, there's no glass in front of the prop. So it's, it's, you have to be inside that's really light magic to get that close to the prop. I think most people would try to duplicate Harrison Ford's expression there. I don't know if you were trying or <laughs> no, it just no, failed just, spectacularly. It's, it's, or it seemed like on some basis Han was just trying for a cheery wave. So I thought, yes, let's, let's also do a cheery wave. Ah, yes. Cheery wave. Shall we listen to your... Yes, absolutely. Entree? This is Andy Yanaka. Only 211 votes. We've got to get more votes for Andy. Shadow was not superstitious. He did not believe in anything he could not see. Still, he could feel disaster hovering above the prison in those final yeah, I punched weeks. the word disaster just That's as he had felt it in the days... <laughs> That's what the robbery. pro would do. There was a hollowness in the pit of his stomach, which, he told himself, was simply a fear of going back to the world on the outside. Now, I don't want to spoil this by playing the whole excerpt. Yeah, so Exactly. So, I mean, that, 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 see, that's good. That gives a tease. People are not going to be interested in yes. listening to the whole 53 seconds of it. Uh, so, like I said, and I, I, it, you can also so go neilgaiman.bookperk.com if you want a slightly longer essay about my desire to sort of hork into this contest and sort of try to see if I can get this role. Uh, I can go to anotgo.com uh, where I have a blog post about it. Uh, I've also made a just, you know, I, I, I know that you have to fill out a form in order to vote for this. I know that you're I'm going to try it to vote right for me now. every single day. But so, it, so to reward people, if I do wind up in this top 20, I will record an hour-long audiobook of a public domain text, one of my favorite public domain books uh, from Google Books, 
Uh, I will record a minimum of a one-hour audiobook and release it for free under Creative Commons if I'm in the top 20. If I'm not in the top 20, then screw well, I'll, you. I'll be, I'm sorry. I'll probably figure it out. But still, <laughs> see, but, yeah. no, no, see, see, listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of just asking politely because That's you're very nice. nice. You're charitable people, and you know, I bet that if it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's a union gig, but if I get thirty dollars for it, you know, that I'm a, I'm a freelance uh, rap writer in a rapidly, rapidly collapsing market. Uh, thirty bucks <laughs> goes a long way. That's a lot of top ramen, folks. Uh, and so, so you don't, you me. have to create the account before you can search for Andy's fabulous uh, submission. And Andy yeah. Anako spelled I H N A T K O. I have no idea. And you misspelled it right there. I did. Oh, I H N. See, even I. I think Anatka, search for Anatka rather than Andy. I think my username technically is just okay. Anatka. I H I H N A T K O. Let's you're try. Right Two forty four. There it is. There you go. Yeah, your your number. You and so, ladies and gentlemen, let's just vote for Andy Anatko. A vote for Andy is a vote for peace, Freedom, love, democracy, peace, yes. and See, the American way. In 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 the end, I decided that if I don't get this role, I can deal with that. If I didn't do everything I could to cheat and stack the deck and find be in that top twenty, I would be disappointed myself. I want to not get this role because professional voice casters listened to my sample and said no, no freaking way. Not because I wasn't devious, schemingless, and amoral enough to press every advantage <laughs> that I have. So exactly. come on, come on, come on board the boat to hell with with me. It's only a small sin. Uh, if you've been leading a relatively clean life, it, I'm sure it won't tip you over the edge. Uh, if it does, you know what? You're probably going to go there anyway. So why not have some fun? Awesome. From you, Bone. Already 264 votes, Andy. Five more five more votes. Just from there. you mentioning that on the show, I think that's pretty exciting. That's a, that's a testimony to you, Leo, and the power <laughs> and the kindness of the Mac Break <laughs> Weekly audience. Can they, can they list? Do they list hey, uh, who's winning? They, yeah, they do. Right? Uh, they're, they're, now, they're, wow. they're not up, they're not updating it live, so you have to you sort of have to keep peeking back every few days. Ah, but I so mean, we you know, won't the, know. The heck with Jerry Lewis. This this is the Love Network. Can you vote more I than vote, once? You can vote every day. So. Okay, so I'm going to vote again. Oh, I guess I've already voted today. And what's wow, the what's the what's now. the expiration date again? Um, uh, May second. It uh, the contest ends or the the, the sampling ends on May. And after that, they will listen to the top 20 and make their pick. Uh. And producers, the fact that uh, I am a well-placed media source with uh, 50,000 Twitter followers <laughs> and in a great position to promote this project, this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful project, this should, I, I want to make sure you cast me on my merits as a voice teller. Absolutely. And that hissing sound you hear behind him, that won't be there. <laughs> American Gods, what a great book that he's is. He's now at 296. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's cooking. Keep up God the good bless work. You. Go, Andy. And if you haven't read uh, American Gods, uh, do read it. And, and then Good Omens, which was the Terry Pratchett uh, collaboration, is that like a sequel to American Gods? No, that came that came out. That was that was I think Neil's first full length novel that came out oh, okay. in the mid nineties. But yeah, I mean, for God's sakes, they, they, with with the, Neil Gaiman is one of those few authors where, if his name is on it, yep. I'm buying it. Yep. It's not even. I don't even need to sample it. I don't. I don't care that it's designed. It, Coraline, the first thing. Well, that's a children's book. No. Yeah, but it's Neil Gaiman, so I think it's no. Yeah. This is awesome. It's okay, awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's a children's book. You should not read to your children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless they're a little macabre. Just, yeah. just to keep the sewing, just hide the sewing equipment for yeah. the next eleven years of their life, so they don't. No <laughs> sewing. Screaming. No yes. sewing. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Zach. For uh, I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to do it one more time. Thank you, Irfan Elijah, for joining us from 
cultofmac.com. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Everybody should visit cultofmac.com. It's a great site, great source for wonderful Mac knowledge. Andy and Ico, good luck with your uh, your campaign, your drive. Yes, again, you know, it's. I'm sure it's a big treat for Neil as well, uh, because. No, it's not really a treat for him as well. I'm pretty much a nobody. But still, it'd be nice for me. I think it's a treat for Neil. I do. Well, life is a treat for him. He has, a, he has an awesome life. He does. Reaping, reaping the fruits of his hard work and his creativity. As he Got should. It. Alex Lindsay's at the PixelCore, PixelCore.com, for that great guild of multimedia artists learning and working together. And Bordersack.com is your blog, PixelCore.tv, for the podcast. And a reminder that I'll be uh, speaking, and hopefully we're going to be streaming, the uh, 3D Advertising Summit um, in May 13th. Uh, from Kerner Optical. So if you're in the Bay Area and you're interested in 3D, this is uh, the place to be. And if you are in the Bay Area on the 13th, come a day early because May 12th I'll be speaking. I'll be the host, actually, of a very exciting TEDx. It's all happening in Marin. Yeah, this is in Marin. Uh, it is going to be a lot of new media types. That's why mm -hmm. they asked me to speak. The Communication Revolution will be the topic. Olivia Ma from YouTube. Uh, Robert Tursek from the Oprah Winfrey Network. Jennifer Siebel Newsom, who's a filmmaker. John Perry Barlow, who's just the greatest co-founder of the EFF, and uh, I'll be the host. That is May 12th in Marin County. Where is that, Marin? Uh, good question. I should find out. The Canbar Center for the Performing Arts. But if you go to TEDxMarin.com, you can get all the details uh, there. I don't usually plug my speaking uh, engagements, but this is a, a TEDx is really fun. I'm going to go. Dubai. Yeah, please come. Yeah. Love to have you. Uh, and uh, that's my good friend... Uh, What's his name is producing it, so that's going to be great. Hey, let me. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't come out nearly as well as you might have planned. Uh, Kirk Olson is his name. I, I remembered it. Uh, let me just real quickly show you that, in fact, uh, this is the tune-in radio program I was talking. And if you go to talk radio, I want to show you this because you might be confused. If you go to talk radio and you go to technology. You will see, look right there, Mac Break Weekly. So this is a way on your iPhone, even if you haven't downloaded them ahead of time and subscribed, you can listen to our Twit live stream, but also listen to previous episodes of Mac Break Weekly uh, streamed right to your iPhone, even if you didn't have the foresight uh, to download it ahead of time. So that is a very nice feature. Uh, it's the only th There aren't many ways to live. I guess Mediafly has another way you can listen to our podcasts on the iPhone without having uh, subscribed early, earlier. This is a, a really nice little uh, program for... Uh, for listening to uh, to radio, and there's our show on it. Just wanted to mention Mac Break Weekly is live every uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time at live.twit.tv, and you can listen after the fact all sorts of places, including uh, on your iPhone or on uh, on iTunes or the Zune Store. Should you still be using a Zune, but do not attempt to find us on the PlayStation Network. It's still down. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Another. What do I say? I say, uh, yeah, get back to work. Time's over. Break get time's back over, kid. You gold bricks. What they say. I just wanted to say, Andy, uh, I love those sideburns you have. Every time I see those things, I think, man, I wish I could grow a nice pair of chops just like that to complete the full package. You see, I, I, I never know. How, I, I do get that sometimes. I never say, you know, I, I, I feel like one of those like uh, one of those like inspirational characters in the movie that the, that the lead character meets like for just five minutes. Like, you know, you had the power of growing sideburns within you all along. <laughs> I was there was, there was never any sort like, of the right magical, magical eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs>
I was telling Leander that from the right angle, you actually look like um, you look like Wolverine's good-natured uncle. That's good. I really I like, like that. that. <laughs> Although at, at, at a Comic Con, like a, a writer who I really really like, unfortunately said, "Hey, wow, those are great Wolverine mutton chops," and I, I felt as though, given the context, I had to say. No, I did not grow these out so that 24 hours a day I could look like Wolverine. I did it so I could look like Isaac Asimov. He did, however, he did, however, get the adamantium fingers put in for that reason. Those are that's diff. That's a different story. We do need a picture of. I need to get Andy. You need to send me a high resolution picture of you holding out your hands like claws. Oh yeah, we could add them. We can and, uh, them and, and give me you know, a mean look. And just, so, so what I need you to do is I need you to take a picture of yourself with like claws at the at the at the screen with a with a mean look on your face, and we'll make you into Uncle Wolverine. They they are accurate in, in one respect. These it says these are the people that I influence: my daughter and my scale. Yes, <laughs> my scale has a twa- a, a clout factor of thirty one. <laughs> Man, you know you're popular when your scale has well, a clout factor. Of course I influence my scale every time I step on it. I, I don't understand how they can. <laughs> well, you're definitely asserting dominance over it. It's I very, am very in, in your face sort of. Man. I will step on you now. When it comes to getting weighed, I'm a top. I just got to say that. I'm sorry. There's a guy in the chat room named Shorty who says he has the same amount of clout as my scale. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Maybe one morning you should step on him. And have I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling a little lighter today, and then, and then and then he can just he can just tweet, "Ouch!" <laughs> it's not the weight; it's That's, the red stiletto heels. Ouch! That ouch! Me. Ouch! That's what I should do. You know what? I'm taking over that stupid scale account, and every every day I'm instead of going to type my way, I'm just going to go, "Ooh, oof!" Oh, little to Ow. the little to the right. Oh, little, little to the right. Less bacon, Leo. Oh, what? One at a time, please. Uh-huh. That never gets old. <laughs> right between the shoulders. Oh. Uh. <laughs> okay. Um, clout clubs and social rewards coming to a hotel. Newest, one of the newest. But you have to like Twitter like twenty five times. Oh, f- yeah. Yeah, I was like, you don't really oh, understand. So you Twitter, get a reward you? for each offer you tweet. You get ten points um, for each offer that your friends purchase. You get two hundred fifty points. Accumulate enough; they can be redeemed for free rooms, dinner. For oh, not, screw that! This yeah. is basically advertising. That's not good. They don't even give you cash. No, there was somewhere else that it was. Well, it was, we we're talking about it on this week in media this morning. Now you have to find out more information. That doesn't. That one. That's why. That's why I wasn't mentioning it because I already saw that article. Oh, and I was like, mm, maybe not this one. But if, if you're if you're listening and you are from a, one of these hotels. Uh, we Wait think a that a let's, high cloud score would be really no, great. Let's go. If you're listening and for one of those hotels, give me a free room. Hey, I can. I can. I know some CEOs. At no, some I'm hotel just saying. There. Forget the cloud. Give me a free room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a number. Why add the middleman? Give me a free so, room. So, so I don't need no stinky the, number. Listeners in the Las Vegas area, if you have a sewing room, one of those arrow mattresses, <laughs> by all means, uh, email us. Leo would like to stay in your room. Uh, for one to seven nights, <laughs> it will pay one tenth rack rate. Do you, do you know how much? You also leave behind one phone charger of your choice. One of the extra. reasons uh, that I don't gamble is because when I go to Vegas, I drop a lot of money without gambling. <laughs> we he just spend, drops it on the ground. I mean, he well, just, I mean, it's to go to do like NAB or CES. It's it's at least fifty grand in hotel rooms. Yep. So that's why. Give me a free room. Okay, now let's begin the show. That's a show title. <laughs> 
Yeah, it would be if it were in the show. We should always do show titles that are based on the pre-show instead yeah. of the actual show. And people listen like, to the whole why? show go, hey, they never said that. They never said that. <laughs> 